What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Wrapping up the day's sporting issues deep into the night, this is Extra Time on SENZ. I'm gonna call it now. Hey, there was burning in the new hot nights. Your weekend is a great. I am no mother. I am no bride. I am king. I am no mother. I am no bride. I Zealand, uh, one minute past six here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you here on this King's Birthday Monday. It, it, look, it's not it's not really rolling off the tongue for me yet. It, maybe it will in time. We've been so used to the Queen's birthday for so many years, and you know, King's birthday. We're, we're just getting look. I don't like change. I'm of that age. I don't like change, but I'll get used to it. King's birthday, and there we had a song uh, tonight to kick us off. I am the king by Florence and the Machine, and with us on the bunts tonight, one man. He is the king. It's Big Ben Francis, BBF. How are you, my friend? Mate, you're putting quite a lot of pressure on me with that, with saying that. Jeez. <laughs> okay, sorry. I might have started a bit hot. You're right, but we were thinking that there's the the king's birthday. Let's do a couple of king songs or or songs with king in them or, or the band or something. So if anybody's got any out there, they can text us in. Benny, is that right? Double eight, double three. If you've got a song with king in the title or the the, the band or the artist is king, double eight, double three. Or you can give us a call. Oh eight hundred one five zero. 811. Uh, Big Ben, we've got a few things planned tonight. We've got In the Red and uh, Pacific, what's the Pacific one called? Pacific Flare at 7 o'clock. Uh, then at 8, between 8 and 9, we've got Stephen Gallagher talking league. Uh, then something else between 9 and 10. Is that right, Benny? And, and this hour, something as well. Is that correct? There you go, folks. Uh, that's pretty much it. So, uh, yeah, a lot a lot is happening. Ben, Big Benny, can I ask you something? It's been a while since a senior. Um, I think it was the last few weeks before the end of the Premier League season and we were both we were both in deep on our fantasy. Oh, I'm so but, glad you brought this up, Dean. <laughs> I am so glad. Okay, okay, okay. We were, we were in deep. Now, Benny, you you were having a bit of a, a struggle at that stage, but I'm guessing from that response you 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 came out of the struggle. You you uh, you, you didn't. I, I I finished well. I, I I would say I finished all right. So in Good. the penul- penultimate week Newcastle had a double game week, yeah, and, I, and yeah. I triple captain Callum Wilson. Oh, that's a genius move! So I'd been holding on to that. However, I didn't had my didn't use my bench boost, and by the time the end of the season came about, I used it, and because lots of teams used didn't use half their team, it didn't really end up well. But uh, looking at a couple of my leagues, I've got uh, yes. SENZ. Yes. Uh, I don't think many people really tried in this, but uh, uh, okay. e- easy win at the top for me. Really? Sadly, nothing on the line for that. Ah, damn it. Uh, there was one called the British Football Watch, which yes. I think was part of the Darts Down Under crew. Okay. Uh, that I came third in that. Good. 
Uh, and the News Hub one, which I've been in for a few years. Yes. I did come six in the end. I was quite a way off first, um, but uh, overall pretty pleased with that. But there's a few football heads at, at uh that one isn't there. Yeah, there's there a is. few football heads. Yeah, uh, but overall, I'm pretty pleased with where it ended up. Wow. Um, but uh, I mean, there's always room for improvement, Dean. Always room for Look, improvement. You mentioned um, so. Yeah, this is. I was travelling all right, and then we got to that game week 37, which was that double game week, which you just said, where you brilliantly and geniusly uh, triple captain uh, Callum Wilson. Um, see, I, I was looking at that. I was looking at that, and I thought, ah. Oh, Nah, he's he's scoring too much lately. The other striker, Isaac, he'll he'll get the goals. So you fell you fell into the trap. Oh no, it gets it gets it gets worse. Oh, here we go. It, it gets it it, it it gets worse. So I I transferred three players. I brought in two strikers, Isaac, mm-hmm. and the other one. I'm thinking it's a relegation. There's going to be goals in the relegation games. There has to be. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm, I I see you not and, and I'm looking at Leicester, and I'm going if one man can pull them out of this almighty fire. It's Jamie Vardy. Their talisman. Their lucky, their lucky charm. Surely. So I buy him. I triple captain him. He doesn't even start the first game. He gets on with about 15 to go. He gets one point. So I get two. Oh, Betty. Yeah. So he, I'd done it. Yeah. It, it was pathetic. Absolute nightmare. Just, just pathetic. Absolute nightmare, Benny. Yeah, that was shocker. Absolute shocker. And then in the uh, last game, of the, what was the last game? Uh, last round. I think everyone was pretty much the same in the last round. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, wise. Yeah. So I, I don't think many people really came out on top of that one. But uh, I mean, Dean. Yes. I'm just, I'm, I, I can't, I, I'm shocked. I, I, want to know, I, know. I want to know, like, is, is it you really thought... What what had changed from the whole season? Thinking you thought that Jamie Vardy was well, all of a sudden going to had he been starting? Uh, no, he, he, on and off, not regularly, not at all. It was a hail mary. It was a hail mary, Benny, of the highest order. But in the league I was in, I had to do something dramatic. Mate, if, honestly, Dean, if you had pulled that off, that'd have been greater than Miami's comeback in the twenty thirteen NBA Finals to beat the Spurs. A- absolutely, it would have been. And I thought, if anyone can, it's, it's Jamie Vardy. But he's obviously, you know, wasn't in the running. And so, yeah, that was a... Are you a Leicester fan? No, I'm a Chelsea fan. But I just thought... Sorry? (laughs) Pardon? (laughs) Ah, here we go. So, Benny, Benny, how many points did you... What was your total points? What was your total points? I'm just having a look at mine. For for the season? For the season. Uh, Total points was 2,000. That's that's what I got. 300. That's what I got. And 54. 2,374. Oh. <laughs> As I say, I was travelling okay until those last couple of weeks. Yeah, and the nightmare just, yeah, shocking. Mate, we've got, we got plenty to catch up on then, Yeah, obviously. we have indeed. We can, uh, look, next year we're going to end up in the same leagues, Benny. We've got to do a, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, with our league, will any of your league have prizes, like paid prizes? Uh no, I th- I, well, the thing is, like I said, the SCNZ one. I don't, I don't think many people actually tried, but uh, it's still won something, so I'm going to take it. Absolutely, being, being the smug man I am. Of course, um, any wins a win. But I, I don't think there was in the others, but I know, I know at News Hub there is lots of 
banter, but I think lots of the banter comes into the rugby league. I think there's a lot more invested in NRL fantasy in yeah. that one. Like it can get pretty, pretty tense. Yeah. And I can't did I, did I tell you tell you the story from a couple of years ago. No. So he it was it was the final, and I was playing uh, a guy who's uh, recently left there. Yeah. After the last game. I had a about a twenty point buffer, okay. so I, this is in our final. And I thought, that's, fi- that's good. finally, I finally conquered it. I'm going to win. Yes, but then it always does a couple of updates. So then overnight it did its update, and I was only winning by one point. And I thought, uh oh, oh, that's quite a that's quite a big jump. I ne- I've never seen a jump that big. Okay, I ended up losing by a single point oh, when the final, no. and I was gutted. And and I I, I hate I hate kind of saying this because but one of my guys actually did drop the ball on the last minute of the last game Uh, and it was literally like that knock on cost me but I don't I'm I'm not going to say the player because I'm not throwing on the player and that has that has haunted me (laughs) ever since and ever and I've always ever since then I've always my I've always wanted to redeem it like I've always had this in my head I need to I need to win it like I needed it so badly and it's it's one of these things which is bugging me so it gives funny. me sleepless nights so funny this season I've actually I actually got off to an absolute howler of a start oh, no. terrible and how we do it we do we do a draft so you know you got your one pick and yeah. then that player's not available I'm always at the back end of the first round so I always get the uh, I, I don't always get the, the top guys who are always going to excel. But some of the guys I drafted early were just not performing. Oh. So my squad's gone through quite a bit of change. But now I'm starting I, – I, I think I literally lost my first five games. Like that's how okay. bad it was. Okay. Uh, but I'm starting to get a bit of luck on my side. And what I mean by luck on my side is in the round over the weekend, I should have lost. But, but Nathan Cleary got injured. He did. My opponent had him as his captain. Oh. So therefore, he didn't get those points, yes. and I managed to managed to hold on for a victory. But it was uh, it was very very close to it not coming off that way. But I'm starting to creep back up there, and I'm definitely I'm I don't think I'm in a chance with the title this year. I'm happy to admit that. But I think considering where I am now compared to where I started this season, yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I should be happy with it. So you're this is. Is this a, this is not Super Coach? Is this a different? No, one? this is off the NRL website. This is off the NRL website, and there's yeah. actually like a trophy up for grabs, like an actual trophy. Okay, and how do the transfers work? Can you make an unlimited numbers of transfers? Yeah, and but stuff? It, but it all comes down to the free agents. But this year is really different. So before you would have your thirteen, and then you'd have allowed four reserves, right? Mm. But this year, I don't know who made the rules, but you've allowed ten reserves this year. Ten. Ten. Which is incredible. So one of the positions I was really struggling in, so I drafted Josh Hodgson at Hooker at the start of the season, thinking, you know, he's at the Eels, he's going to play good minutes. Mm. No, it didn't happen, right? didn't happen. But unfortunately, there was, like, no backup hookers available. So I was literally stuck with Josh Hodgson. I had nothing I could do. I'm now I've now got Tana Boyd, who is a halfback who has the ability to play hooker. Yeah, so I'm, he, I'm, he's, he's a good kicker too. He's a good, a good kicker. So I'm glad I've got him in that lineup, but... And it's one of those really nervy things where if a guy like him goes down, uh, I'm, I'm in a bit of a pickle. Your team's brittle. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's very, very tricky. So I kind of need all my guys there to actually do well, essentially. Yeah. So, if, yeah. Well, that's pretty much for everything, Benny. But you're you're right. Don't give up, though. You've still got half the season to go, Benny. You can pull it out of the fire. Oh, I think you I can. think after this weekend, I'm in the I'm in the playoff spots, which I think is very very good. As like I said, considering where I started, mm. uh, where am I? I'm going to have a quick look now. Have a look. Uh, I, I'm, I've just gone into the playoff spots. I've yeah won four of my last five, which is 
uh, equal best record. Is this so? Is this like you have to be in the top eight to make the playoff spots? Is uh, this right? is top six. Top six. So yeah. So yeah. I, I've just gone into the playoff spots, but um, I'm like just hanging on in there just because I've scored more points is what's keeping me in there. So what's the difference between what you're doing and the Super Coach one? That oh, I think what? Super Coach is through like the Daily Telegraph. Ah, oh, it's run, but it's not run through NRL. The actual yeah. So Super Coach, the like the prices are a lot different. Like I think you get a lot more cheapies in there, mm. and I think your overall. Yeah, it's it's slightly it's quite, it's a bit different in terms of like how many players you've got and things like that. How many people uh, take part in your one, the NRL, all told? Uh, like, what's the number? Like, uh, this league that I'm two hundred thousand. Oh, and the whole NRL, the whole NRL. Yeah, um, I think there's quite a few actually. Because if, you know, with the EPL fantasy one we do, there's uh, oh, there's millions. There's a, a, total players eleven million four hundred forty-seven thousand. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I, I I don't know how to check, Dean. There's too many okay. people. Okay, too but, many people. But a lot. It's popular. Yeah, but it's not as popular as Fantasy Premier League. No, that, but see, that's the thing. You get so involved, don't you? You just end up spending a lot of time on this thing. Yeah. Running yeah. through combinations, permutations. Uh, it's to the stage where I, I kind of forget to do things because I'm so invested in my fantasy team. And, and then oh, with, the, with the NRL one, mm. it, it say it's around like midday Monday where usually you can make changes. And you're always waiting for that notification so you can jump on and make changes if you need to. To try and come grab some of those free agents that kind of exceeded expectations quickly before someone else does. Oh, that is absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, Benny. Well, you look, folks, 0800-150-811 is the number to call if you want to talk about anything sport-related. Give us a text, double eight double three. Song with the, oh we have got oh we have got a text there oh you're right hi Dean hi Ben awesome show league talk yes we will be talking league um, uh, after eight. With uh, Stephen Gallagher from uh, Sports Freak, uh, me and Ben might we'll probably do a bit of, a bit of lead talk ourselves, Benny, because um, we are talking about the weekend sport as well. What's uh, what's happened, Benny? Of course, a couple of big ones uh, happened on the weekend. The world of, of football, soccer, football, of course. Uh, we were talking about the Premier League and Manchester City. As we thought, Ben, they got home, they did it, they won it. Um, and then on the weekend in the FA Cup final, United versus City, uh, people are asking me who do you want to win, and I said, well, neither of them. Um, you know, I didn't want either of them to win and there was not even I was trying to come up with scenarios oh well at least if United win then that stops City getting to treble but then that means United can brag about getting you know two trophies a season type I'm a Chelsea fan by the way uh, so I wasn't happy with either of them but um, great a, a very good game Benny a very good game did you, did you see it Benny did you stay up did you get up you didn't did you no because I don't even remember <laughs> Benny here's the thing I didn't get up either I tape it, I watch it in the morning. That's how it works. I don't get up early anymore, folks. You know, I did breakfast radio for 16 years. I don't get up early. It's PTSD. <laughs> it's bad for me. It's unhealthy. So, yeah, watch it later. Great goal from Gundogan to start after 12, 13 seconds. What an absolute strike. Never going to stop that one. Classic early goal, too early. Um, and so, yeah, as per United strike back with a, a penalty. And I got to – and look, Benny, I'll start. But look – What's what's ripped your undies this weekend, New Zealand? What's what's got you in a bunch? What's what made you spill your beer? What made you jump out of the couch? When I see penalties like this, yes, it was it, the ball did touch his hand. I'll give you that, but in no way was it going to be a goal afterwards. Everyone's going, oh, but penalties have been given like that all season. Yes, they have, so they're consistent. But for me, if you're going to give a penalty, I think it should be if that player's going to score. Now, for me, the simple solution to all of these things is to just say, you know what, touch his hand, we'll make it an indirect free kick in the box, problem solved. So that's what I'd like to see change. Benny, your your thoughts? 
on that role on anything. Well, I guess I guess mm. my biggest gripe from the from the last week, mm. uh, this, and this has been a, a bit of a topic recently, and Good. that is just the the handling of referees. I guess, Ooh, and I'm yes. going I'm going back to the the Jose Mourinho uh, thing with Anthony Taylor, and then the fans at the at the airport. And I'm I'm not one of these people that says that referees should be held up on a pedestal and untouchable, but part of me is just sick of. Uh, and you get it in rugby league a lot, and you get it in Premier League. I, I can't remember the last time a Ricky Stewart or a Jurgen Klopp did not complain about the referee. Mm. Part of me is like, can you? Why don't you look at your players and think, oh, maybe my players didn't do a good job instead of just criticizing the referee. Uh, uh, you know, as someone that sports the Warriors, yeah, <laughs> I think the referee gets it wrong <laughs> a lot. But I'm not. I'm not one of these people that will then go. Go find the referee social media profiles, threaten to kill him. Yeah, you know, that's... take it a bit too far. And you think about some of the other incidences in football, uh, like with Mitrovic, yeah, and uh, in, right. in the FA Cup, and even Jurgen Klopp with the with the fourth official uh, earlier this season. And I, I just, I, yeah, I don't want the referees to be exempt, but I think people need to kind of push hold back on the referees a bit because I'm at, I'm at a stage where there was also the football referee in Australia about a month ago that mm. got punched or kicked in the head and yep. broken jaw. And I, I, if I'm growing up and you're thinking, I want to be involved in sport, I might not be good enough. What are the different ways? you got media. Yep. you got, you know, coaching. coaching but but yep. coaching's a bit harder if you're not a former player. Um, and probably being a referee. But you're, you're looking at the referee option. You're thinking, like, why would I want to put myself through that? Yeah. Um, I think it's the Bundesliga which do it. And I think. What do they do? That the referee, that's not like a press conference, but the referee has to answer questions after the game. Oh, okay. So. Why was that decision made? Exactly. And, and so, right. they, so they're in the referee. This is immediately after the game. So the referee can go, I made this decision because. And the referee might say, on reflection, I might have got it wrong or I stand by my decision. But then the ref, at least we know, we, we want to know like why these decisions are being made. Mm. And maybe if that if this was it happened a bit more in sport, we might not get the these these problems that seem to arise all the time with coaches blaming referees all the time. Like I think I think you will admit mm. uh, in football as well, there's too there is too much referee blaming. Yeah, absolutely, Benny. I'm a hundred percent behind you. Uh, I don't. I'm like you. I don't agree with the, some of the ref decisions as well. But there's no need to attack them. Go on social media. All these things. It's it's not on. And even when I watch a game of football and I see the players get up in the ref's face, part of me is going, the ref should just say, "Don't move. Stand your ground and say, back off, pal, or I'm bringing the cards out." Or, or it lay sh- it down. It should be a something where it's the captain. The captain can go up to the ref and talk. Yeah, sure. And or, One person. Or, may, or, or maybe like you've got to keep a distance, but if you're going to get too close like some of these other guys have done, that should be like a yellow card, and then maybe they'll actually think about it Yeah, a, a bit more. Like, Yeah, I, I just don't like it. And I guess part of me, and I've said this a couple of times on the station, that part of me does worry and think, oh, is this this is going to stop people from being referees and this will have an impact on professional I'm sport. sure it will. I'm sure it will, Benny. If you're a kid and you go, well, I'm not going to be a bloody ref. Look at the state they get into. And also, football does it, soccer does itself no favours. No ref is going to trust any single player because they always lie. But I guess it, it even starts as well at a junior level. And like you're, 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 taking, you're taking your Saturday morning off to try help encourage kids in the sport. And then you've mm. got little Johnny's dad throwing expletives at you. 
Yeah. And it's like, oh, because, you know, he didn't do this and didn't do that. And it's just like, well, that's not my problem. Yeah. They, you know, <laughs> you just, just stop it. They're, they're like kids, man. When they're kids, you just want them to have a good time and enjoy themselves. And believe me, Dean, I'm no professional athlete, but I, I have definitely had my fair share of blow-ups at referees. Ones that have got me ejected from basketball games. Wow, okay. Uh, my last game for my school, I actually got ejected for yelling at the ref. Like really? that was my That was my last game I ever played for them because I was injured the whole next year. And the ref binned you? He said, get off, card? Uh, yeah, so in basketball, it's just a straight ejection. So wow. I, I got I got ejected. Wow. Um, so, yeah, like I, I'm, I've definitely been guilty of it myself in the past. But I guess becoming older, wiser, smarter, you know, all these cliches, I kind of, I, ju- I just don't, See it, and I and I think maybe that some of these coaches should think, oh, I I understand that this call was a momentum changer, but maybe my athlete that gets paid a hundred thousand dollars a week should maybe have adapted to the situation better. Yeah, that's a very good, very good. But you know, we we've all been. I'm the same, Benny. We've all shouted at referees in our time. We all have, especially as we, if we're fans on the side. You know, there's always been moments when we've done. Referees need to have a very very thick skin. That is for sure. But yeah. Pushing referees, that sort of stuff. So that's not on, Benny. That so okay, Benny. Well, maybe maybe that's a topic, Benny. Things you things that have you don't like that. If you could change, you would change. Me, I'd change the penalty rule in football. Um, it's got to be you know a goal scoring opportunity. If it's not a goal scoring opportunity, if it's a handball like what happened to Jack Grealish on the weekend, then it's a indirect free kick. You know. Um, so yeah, if you've got anything, folks, uh, text us double eight double three or give us a call oh eight hundred one five zero eight. 11. Uh, that is the number to call. We will be back after this break. 26 past six here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you here today on King's Birthday Monday. There's this felt a bit better that time. Uh, give us a call if you want 0800 150 or text double three. We're doing a kind of a King theme song. Benny, that one was 30 seconds to Mars. Is that correct with this Kings and Queens? And what were you saying about the video? I'm pretty sure when it came out, it was the most expensive music video ever produced at the time because it was. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any Thirty Seconds to Mars videos, but they like the songs say for like four minutes long, but they do quite long music videos sometimes. Like uh, I think okay. they've got one song which is about like thirteen. It's like a thirteen music, music minute music video, <laughs> but it's like a three minute song. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant! Uh, give us a call if you want to, folks. But before, just for discussing um, things which have ripped your undies, got your, your undies in a bunch. For me, it's uh, penalties in soccer football. Um, you know, I think the rule should be changed. Maybe there's a rule out there in a, in a sport which you'd like to see changed for the betterment of the game you love if so please let us know 150 is the number to call you can text your king songs through to on double eight um, double three benny would like to see the referees have not be hassled so much benny would that be a simple way of saying it by the coaches especially well i i guess put it this way i think out on the field it should be the only the captain who can approach the referee, I get, agreed, um, or something like that. I, you know, even like in league, when you know when they're challenging and the players like getting up in the ref's face, but then maybe they, they should have allowed more time for a challenge and things like that. Like, there's, there's always fickle things that you hear, but you never hear half the stuff that goes on on the field anyway. No, no, you certainly don't. And uh, Benny, of course, we we're talking about the league as you said before. The Warriors have been on their their fair share fair share of bad calls over the years, but uh, at the moment, Benny, you're there at the games, you're experiencing. They're on a they're riding the high. What's it like, Benny, for the for the possibly the first time in your in your Warriors career? <laughs> well, the Warriors getting a couple of calls. <laughs> um, 
No, I, I, I think I think playing at home definitely helps because I think the crowd probably does have influences and I think it does ebb and flow. Um, I've said this a couple of times on the on the station previously as well, but in 2019, I did a story on the calls that have got had had gone against the Warriors. Oh yes, and this was based off uh, the Graham Annesley press conferences that he did. He always does. He loves his press conferences, Annesley. And this happened after the Warriors game against the Eels, where there were lots of controversial calls in that game. Anyways, I think I'd worked it out. And it had and it had been something like, I think uh, this was, I think like eighteen rounds into the season that the Warriors had been mentioned nineteen times, thirteen wrong calls had been made against the Warriors, Oy. I think four, or was three that were neutral and the other three had benefited the Warriors, mm. but I know that like those numbers are staggering in itself, but the difference was that the three calls or might have been four. Mm. I don't remember. But the the calls that had benefited the Warriors happened uh, happened at less significant times in the games, or they didn't have a big impact on the game. So one of them literally happened in the last thirty seconds of a game, and it was about a ball that didn't go ten meters or something like right. that. So not the game was over. No real Nothing impact on the game. Nothing major. But the calls that had impacted the Warriors and gone against them were what you would probably describe as game changing calls. Okay. So when I look at when I when I look at the stats that were put in front of me, and I actually had communication with the Warriors about the story, and they told me there'd been a couple of other times that Annesley hadn't spoken about, but they'd been apologised for. Mm. The the stats would say, yeah, maybe the Warriors have not had the rub of the green, but at the same time, I look at a sport like basketball, right? Yeah. If you watch if you watch a game in the NBA. Uh, calls are always made, except in the last few minutes of games, when they, it's called crunch time, clutch time, whatever you want to call it. Mm. When the game's close and the game's tight, the referees don't call anything. The only time they all give a call is if it's like on a superstar player. So therefore, I kind of look at it and think, the Warriors haven't been the best team over the last 10 years, right. so they probably haven't earned that right. And I'm not saying this is how it should be, but... We just have to face it. Generally, the better teams, the mm. superstar players, will get those little 50-50 calls more so than other teams it or other players. It yeah. happens. It happens in all sports. Oh, there's certain players in the league now where you can tell they get away. I mean, look at Latrell. He gets away with all sorts. Well, I guess I guess that's a prime example, but I guess Latrell Mitchell is one of these elite players, so he probably does get a couple more of these calls compared to he someone yeah. like uh, Sean Johnson, for example. Mm. And it sucks that that's how it is, but I, I like, like I say, are we going to go through every single sport and nitpick? Because we can, but we'll still be here this time next week. I, but you're dead right, Benny. A very um, a long exercise. There, Benny, we may, we're talking about things which rip our undies and get us a bit upset. You mentioned the Warriors... The home game, one thing which ripped my undies, but I don't like it, and you're a Warriors fan, you may speak better on this than me. When it says home game, it's Mount Smart Stadium. Why do they continue to take these games to other parts of the country? Uh, I think part of it is, I think the game that took to Napier was part of the Cyclone relief um, to try out raise some money in the community. Uh, some of the other games, I think it's just trying to get in and around New Zealand because they are the New Zealand Warriors. Yeah. Um, and I think having been away for a few years and 
there's all this talk about thanking the Warriors and repaying the Warriors, and no other team is really bringing... I think the Tigers are bringing their game against the Warriors to Hamilton. Good on you, Tigers. I think. I think it's a Tigers home game. It's not the first time they've done it. Um, but So they're bringing all these... The Warriors essentially just making up because no other teams are bringing home games here. I think that's probably part of it. But yeah, it does give up home field advantage, and it does give up that advantage because... Mm. Look, I think the Warriors have just lost the once at Mount Smart Stadium, which was to the Roosters. Mm. So I don't I, like I, it, Benny. I, I think I think I, well, like yeah, it. I don't like it either. But playing at home clearly does have a better advantage for some teams. We look at the Fiji and Jura, for example, oh, in Super Rugby. Per- perfect example. Fantastic at home. Like yeah. pretty much, <laughs> I think the Blues beat them in Fiji. I think they were the only team to beat them yeah, in that, Fiji. That was close, and that was close. But they beat the Crusaders. They won their last couple of games to sneak into the top eight. Yeah. So. Look, I think it does count for something for playing at home. And in saying that, though, the Warriors have already matched their same points tally as last year. Really? Already? Already. And they've still got two buys. Whoa. So I think, look, they're on the upward progression. And if you ask me at the start of the season, this is where the Warriors would be, just inside the eight, only four points off first. I'd be pretty happy with that. So I'm not getting any complaints from me, but I look at I look at the game last weekend against the Broncos. Yes. And I kind of get the feeling, had it been at Mount Smart, the Warriors probably would have got over the line. Yep. In the same breath, though, uh, had not 12 people run onto the field, I think the Warriors probably would have gone on to win because, to me, uh, yeah, the Warriors good. were building momentum late in the game. Yeah, And the exactly. people running on the field halted that momentum. But And I'm not blaming the referee there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, if people are going to run on the field, do it to try and disadvantage the opposition. Yeah, not but, not encouraging it at all. But you're talking about like the whole ripping the undies thing, and it's kind of it's kind of a topic I wish was brought up last week. Okay. And I it infuriates me when yeah. people run on the field. So last year when the Warriors had their comeback game, I think, oh yes, oh, was the big it, one. it might have been against the Tigers actually. Oh, I can't remember, but uh, yeah, it was a big one. It was a big one. It was huge, sellout. Huge. But I think about five people ran on the field for that one, and. And it honestly, it honestly angers me. It yeah. really makes me angry. There's, it's people get, drive slow on the driving onto the motorway, and people <laughs> that run onto sports fields. Those are the two things that probably anger me more than anything else. And I, I, I like the thing is, like for me, I'd be if I I couldn't be a security guard because I would. You'd smash them. Well, I can't say that, Dean. Oh, no. Because you, know, you can't... Tackle them vigorously? Well, you, you can't even do that because I remember there was a story a couple of years ago in Christchurch where a security guard tackled a guy too hard and he dislocated his shoulder and he had to cry. I, th- I, think there's, I think there's a fine line between a bit too excessive. But for me, part of your condition of entry is that you shouldn't be going on the field. Yeah. So I kind of feel like if you're putting players and you're putting people in danger, I think... No, I don't really have an issue with maybe dropping a shoulder or dropping an elbow in when you're on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely would, and I wouldn't have an issue with that. But yeah. I know that in this PC society, people would. So, <laughs> isn't it funny? You know, if I look back and we wind the clock back, if I was um, a teenager or early twenties and had been on the juice and someone streaks in the field, I would probably be going, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, then, I, then I, he, but back in the day, they did streak. There were no clothes. They, I've, they I've were, never been uh, a fan of it. Never. No. No. I, I, I just, yeah, that. that well, I'm the same now. Hmm. Yeah, it just, it just gripes me. And I, I look back, as I say, to that game last week, and I kind of feel like that that look, the Warriors should have done better, and they should have not been in that position. But mm. I kind of feel late 
the way it played out, yes. that it really did impact the Warriors late in the game. It hurt them more than the opposition, that's for sure. But the, the funny thing was, mm. at, at the game on the weekend, the guy over the speaker, he actually said it about three or four times, don't run on the field. Oh, did he say it? And I actually, and part of me was thinking, like, why would you say that? Because I actually hadn't thought about it until he said it. <laughs> and then part, part of me is going like, oh, now that he said it, oh, you know. No. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. You don't want to be that guy that sparks the idea. Yeah, but that's what I kind of thought would happen, but it didn't, luckily. So, um... Oh, no, you are right. Benny, and you mentioned something there, which was rips my undies as well. Who? Why are... Why are they the New Zealand Warriors? I'm sure at one stage when they first started, they were the Auckland Warriors. Yeah, I think that I'm was... I'm sure it was a DB bit of Auckland Warriors or something like that. I think it was when it became the NRL officially, because I think it was those first couple of years it was Auckland. I'm sure it was. It was. Yeah, and that's much better because they're in Auckland. I'd even, I mean, Penrose Warriors, whatever. Oh, maybe if there's a second NRL, a New Zealand NRL team, that might be something they might change back to Auckland Warriors. But at the same time, if you have a, if, then if you have another team which you call the New Zealand team, what are you going to say? The all of New Zealand bar the Super City. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should do. Well, we've already got the New Zealand Warriors, but yeah, so this is the. Because like I don't classify myself as an Aucklander, even though technically I live in Auckland. Right. Where, do, where are you from, though, Benny? I'm where? from north of Auckland. So there, you're north. You're Northlander. You you you, uh, Wangaragian. No, I'm not. No. I'm not. I'm not, no. not from Wangaray. Oh, you're the, I, from the shore. No, I'm not. I'm more north than the shore. Okay, but I live more than thirty kilometers from the city. Okay, so part of so for me, yeah. I don't see myself as a Auckland. Were you were you born and bred in the Auckland region, or are you from Dunedin, or what's the story? Well, this, see, this is where it gets tricky because oh, where, okay. where I'm from was not considered Auckland until it became a super city. Okay. So where you were from previous, before the Super City, you would be from the. I'm from I'm from the Hibiscus Coast. Hibiscus Coast, right, Wangaparoa, that area. Yeah, which okay. is not Auckland. No, technically it is, no. but it's not. No, that that area is that Rodney? Is it called Rodney? Yeah, Rodney. So there you go. That's you're like, from Rodney. Like Dean, I what? I would I would like I would either. own it. No, okay. I, I do like I I'm I would much rather I'm I would consider getting the Rod Rodney like the old Rodney yeah. District Council of course. tattoo just yeah. to prove that like I'm not. Auckland. Well, look here you go. Uh, I'm an Aucklander, but guess what? I hate I hate the super city thing as well. We should all have stuck with our own councils, do our own thing, and everyone could look after their own stuff. But, but then the I, super city idea has not worked. I don't know if I'd want to support a team called the Auckland Warriors though. That's where I was kind of getting. Oh, is that what you're getting at? Wow. Because I don't like but Auckland. They're, yeah, but they're ba- they're based in Auckland. They're in Penrose. Pen- well, you support matter. the Penrose Warriors. Oh, it sounds better than Auckland Warriors. Okay, I, well, I'd go with Penrose Warriors as well. But then I don't know. That's but, the but then I'm thinking, in. Yeah, but then I'm like, oh, but then why don't we call them like the the Kingsland Blues or the... Oh, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah, Sydney Roosters, Parramatta Eels, I hear you. So it's all the teams tend to be from the, the city. Is that what you're saying? I guess so. Oh. Okay, anyway, look, we've ripped in our undies enough. <laughs> it's uh, time for another break. 17 minutes to uh, 7 o'clock here on King's Birthday Monday and a little bit of Motley Crue to get you going on a on a Monday evening. And, and Benny, you're saying that's the walkout song to one of the wrestlers? Triple H. Oh, Triple H. Do you watch much of the wrestling these days, Benny? Uh, or? Not as much as I used to, but no. I, 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 quite, I do enjoy it. Look, I grew up on it on the mat in New Zealand, the New Zealand version, uh, which, you know, was you know King Curtis and uh, Samoan Joe and all these other... Uh, wrestlers, and it was based on the American one, not quite as you know, 
good as the American version, but it was great viewing. Loved watching it. And then the American one came along, and that was, boy, that's a show and a half. Have you been to? A, have you actually been to? A, you've been to America, Benny? Uh, I've never been to America, but mm. I think they came here. It was twenty. I'm going to say twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. They came. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I must. Yeah, it must have been because I think I was working during the Olympics. I was working overnight, and the one night I had off. Yes. Uh, was when they had the wrestling here, so I went to that. And you enjoyed it? I really enjoyed it, but some of those guys, man, they're they're absolutely incredible. So I think they literally did a show in America, like Monday night or Tuesday afternoon New Zealand time, flew here, and like they're doing a show here on Thursday, then flew like straight back to America and went back on on a Sunday, you know? It's true rock and roll, and it's like a band, doesn't it? They just zip around the world, superstars. Yeah, and look, I I understand that it's it's not real, but it's it's sport entertainment. And I guess our station is known as a sports entertainment station as well. But I think the skill of some of these people, and like you think, oh yeah, it's all fake, but I guess the... The, the ability to do some of the stuff they do, like the way their bodies move when they're like kicking, spinning. Oh, yeah, it's well like, done. Like you try to do some of it, you yeah, know? That's and, right. And actually, not, and actually do it and actually try not hit somebody. Yeah. Like it's actually pretty hard. Like I, I remember seeing this, I had this one video because, you know, I was, you know, you get up close and you're videoing it and you see the guy get smacked in the face and you see like, it's obviously gum, but you see, but, look, but on the video it looks like like a tooth falling out, you know, and it's just like, it's just cool, man. Like, I, yeah, I understand like it's all fake and like it's scripted and all that, but I, I enjoy it, you yeah. know. McMahon. Yeah, no, it is. It's well done. It's very well done. Uh, Benny, we were talking before about, um, I've made a bit of a list, Benny, of things which have ripped our undies and it's, it's getting quite long. We've got the me and, and football, the penalties, that rule needs to be changed. Um, you've got the referees, only the captain. I've got, can I've got a, a lot, mate. Appro- you want to keep going? Yeah, can approach them. Uh, you've got people running onto uh, the field. Uh, we've got home games that have to be at Mount Smart. Uh, we've got, uh, I don't like the New Zealand Warriors, should be the Penrose Warriors. And Benny, another one which just got me going, speaking on the league front, it's during the game itself and it's, you're watching an NRL game and it's it's a great game and, you, and you're two minutes in and then the commentators, Vossi or Dan Janane or whoever it was, they start promoting the next game and they're two minutes into this game. It really... Uh, this this endless promotion of what's coming up next, Benny, it's it's ridiculous. But coming up at 7 o'clock, we've got In the Red with Justin Marshall. And then a 7.30 Pacific Flare with Peter Alatini. But you know what I'm saying, Benny. I just don't like it. I, it, it, it annoys me. Can you just remind us again? Uh, coming up at 7 o'clock, In the Red with Justin Marshall and 7.30 Pacific Flare with Peter Alatini. But, you know, you're watching the gate. I just I just don't like it, Benny. It gets me going. Uh, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a long okay. list, mate. I don't, okay. I don't like... Okay. I'm making a list. I don't like the Super Rugby playoff format. Good. I hate it. What? What? Hang on. What? What? You bit of paper. What do you hate about it, Benny? I don't think in a twelve-team competition, eight teams should qualify for the finals. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. It, it, I mean, that's right. You. I mean, I. I thought the um, A League was bad. It was six out of ten. But yeah, eight out of twelve. Boy, oh boy, that's that's well, a shocker. I, like I, I know it didn't happen this year, but the Highlanders got in last year with four wins, and that's literally the definition of rewarding me- mediocrity. That is indeed rewarding, rewarding me. I can't even say it. <laughs> I struggled to say it too. I'm glad I got it out. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty average, isn't it? Eight. I mean, at least in the NRL, it's the top. It's the eight out of six. Well, eight out of seventeen. Uh, uh, okay, Dean. Yeah. So let's try them. Okay. We've got a couple of minutes here. Yes. So I'm looking at all your screens, and I reckon I could, yeah. I could literally in the sports that are on, I could find something and pick on it that like I dislike. 
Okay, so, well, let, I'll, I'll work through the screens for the listeners. And you've already done the first one because we're watching the Force versus the Chiefs. You've already said the playoff system yep. for Super Rugby. So that's one. On the second one, it's Formula One. What do you got against what, – what's what gets you – what rips your undies with Formula One? I enjoy it, but it's it's going back to the stage where it's too predictable again because Vax Verstappen's winning all the time, Lewis Hamilton's in, in, in there, and so is Fernando Alonso. It's yeah. the same people all the time. Like it's 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 going to start getting to that stage where it gets a bit boring again, and people are complaining like with Lewis Hamilton a couple of years ago, always winning. Mm. No, you're, you're right because that's a, that, but that is the problem with Formula One. It's a it tends to be a procession, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it's not. It's okay. The drivers are great, but really, it's the car which is slightly better, and the drivers are all really good. And if you've got that better car, whereas in say uh, supercars, it seems to be a bit more yeah. competition. Then I'm watching. It looks like uh, the league, league earn the French uh, league fo- football. We'll go with football yeah, as I a don't, whole. I don't like PSG. Like PSG, just go. Just please, just go. Just a, just a waste of space. I, I, I just don't. Like, it's also a bit concerning that we've got like that in the Bundesliga where it's like the same team winning all the time. Oh, it is. Like with, with Dortmund, Dortmund failing to win on that last game of the season in the Bundesliga, oh. that is going to have massive detriment on the Bundesliga going forward because that's now 11 in a row for Bayern. They, PSG just try buy players and all they do is try to win the Champions League and they can't even do that. So They blew it, Benny. I watched the, that game. You know how they had the Premier League the last day? They did the same thing with the German League and it was uh, Bayern versus, I can't remember who, and, and Dortmund versus, was it uh, Cologne or, or Mainz? One of them, I can't remember. And yeah, uh, sure, you know, Dortmund go behind. They just needed to win. You know, they just needed to win. And, of course, Bayern win with a, a late goal. Dortmund uh, get a, a two-all draw. And just first time in 11 years, gone. Anyway, we will be back after this break. Uh, five minutes to seven here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you here on King's Birthday Monday. Producer Big Ben Francis, BBF is on the buttons. Coming up after, that was, uh, uh, what was that song, Benny? A King one? Uh, uh, farewell uh, to the Kings. Farewell to the Kings. There you go. We're going with the King-based theme on the on the music. So if you've got any you want, text us in double eight double three. After seven o'clock, we have in the red with Justin Marshall from seven to seven thirty. Seven thirty, we have Pacific Clear with Peter Alatini. If you have any questions uh, that you want me to ask uh, Justin or Peter about the Crusaders and or um, uh, Pacifica, please text us in double eight double three. The guys will be more than happy to answer uh, any questions that you may have. Uh, for those, and then after eight o'clock tonight, we'll be talking some more league. And if you've got anything which is uh, ripped your undies, please let us know. And or wrestlers, I see a couple have come in on the old um, text line about that as well. So keep those coming in too. We'll be back after seven. And Jerry and the pacemakers. Like, yep. Be afraid. You'll never walk bar. alone. I'm not getting a king connection here, Benny. I've or you just play this to annoy me. You are, aren't you? Well, some would say this is the king of football anthems. There's the link. But I was, I did, I did do it to to annoy you more there, than anything. There's the link. Look, to be fair, it's a great song, and I love it when the, I do love it when the fans. Look, if I, I I'd sing it as well. We're gonna sing it, Benny. What the hell? No, I give it up and sing it. Well, you can sing it. I'm not going to make myself look like that much of a Muppet. Yeah, look, please. When you've been in the game as long as I have, my God, it's a montage of Muppet clips. Come on, everybody. In the rain for your dreams. Here we go. Get ready. I'm blown. Come on, baby. Three, two. Walk on. Walk on with hope in your heart. 
And you'll never walk alone. You'll never walk alone. There you go, Benny. Huh? Did you even notice I had the music turned down? Yeah, I, I did, but I was in the moment. And uh, <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, one minute past eight here on SENZ. We're going to be talking league with Stephen Gallagher from Sports Freak uh, in about uh, 15 minutes' time. If you've got any questions uh, you want uh, to ask Stephen about the rugby league, please let us know, double eight double three. Or if you've got a call, you, look, if you want to call in, 0800 150 811 is the number to call. You can talk about anything you've heard um, tonight from Justin Marshall uh, talking with the Crusaders, um, the rugby, uh, Peter Alatini, of course, talking anything there too. Or we uh, started to get into, um, where's my, Benny, where's that bit of paper? With, I had the thing written on the back of it. Ah, there it is there. With things which have ripped our undies as well, Benny. And there's been, look, the list is really, it's really going on now. Um, we've got penalties for me in football. Uh, we, you know, if it's a handball, but it, they're not going to score, make it an indirect free kick. Uh, we've got people running on the pitch from from you, Benny. Didn't like that one. We've got all home games to be at Mount Smart in the rugby league. That's for true. Uh, the Warriors, New Zealand Warriors, to be called the Penrose Warriors. Why are they called the New Zealand Warriors? Uh, rugby league commentators two minutes into the game saying there's another game coming up. Then Benny, you did went on a roll. With the Super Rugby playoffs, you didn't like that. Eight out of 12, I agree with you. I think that's the worst one of the last. I agree with you. That's not a good one. Uh, Formula One, too predictable. Benny, that's another one that gets you going. Uh, we got into soccer football, and you mentioned you don't like PSG because, well, because they always keep winning the, the, the league earn. Yeah, but that's it, though, because they invest all this money into a team. A lot of like, money. Like you, th- you think about it, you think some of those guys have earned more money this year than you and I put together in our lifetime. Absolutely. And they haven't even achieved the ultimate goal yet. But they still get paid lots of money. They that they, they, they surely do, Benny. And then we didn't we were about to get to golf, Benny, but we were rudely cut off. You had some thoughts on the <laughs> on, on the golf as well. Another reason for your uh, Well, I was just going around the TV screens and I, I was more joking. I said, imagine like walking out to the first tee and you have like your it's kind of a bit like your boxing. You yes. know, you, you got your big walkout song. You've got your nickname, right? Uh, you know, make make it a bit more of a, a theatre. I don't know. May, may, yes. may, maybe they could chase each other around the the, the golf course where they're trying to club each other. Of course, yeah, <laughs> club each other. Yeah, okay. This is good, Benny. You're talking about no, mixing I, it up on I, the course. I'm just I'm just making it up as I go. It's spitballing, Benny. I love that. I love that indeed. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven is the number to call. You can of course text double eight. Uh, double three as well. Uh, Benny, we'll, we'll be talking after nine o'clock as well, some uh, some football with, what's that? What's his name? Teo. 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 T-A-I-O? T-E-O. T-E-O. Palazzetti. Yep. Palazzetti. Okay, so I got it all wrong. You see, I Googled it before, and I'm going Teo. T-A-Y-O. Teo. Yeah. And then I'm going, no, I'm getting nothing. Then I'm doing T. I don't even know what it is after T-I-O or something. Nothing. T-E-O. Okay. And we're going to be talking uh, A-League football. Are we going to be talking uh, Premier League as well? Well, I, 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 when I messaged them, I mentioned about leaking uh, with Ange Postacoglu. Yes. Being heavily linked yeah. to this, uh, I was going to say San Antonio Spurs, but the Tottenham Hotspurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that'll be... A- well, that'd be amazing if he got that gig, wouldn't it? How phenomenal. Well, considering when you look, what, 10 years ago he was a manager in the A-League, went to Australia, then yep. I think went to Yokohama. Yeah, uh, J-League, yeah. J-League, and then, of course, to Celtic. And yep. 
Celtic win, regardless of who's the manager, pretty much. But uh, he's done well wherever he's gone. Oh, but yeah, but that's the thing. You, you look at his record at Brisbane Raw, and you and you think it actually wasn't that long ago, and you think, man, that was a solid team. And then his one year at Melbourne Victory as well. And I know Melbourne Victory have always been there or thereabouts, but, but still, his, you just look, you just look at his records across all the teams he's been at, mm. and yeah, they might, yeah, sure, he's probably managed some of the better teams in some leagues, but fantastic. Oh, absolutely fantastic. That is for damn sure. So we're talking with uh, Teo Palazzetti uh, after 9 o'clock. We're talking 9.15, Benny, somewhere like that. 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock hard. Okay, Teo doesn't mess around. Okay, so 9 o'clock hard. We're talking with um, Teo, and we're talking to uh, Stephen Gallagher shortly about the rugby league. I've got to be honest with you, Benny, I asked Teo this as well. I'm watching State of Origin last week, and, I, you know, in Adelaide, once again, was there any particular reason they went to Adelaide and also what, you know, because it's a cricket ground, you know, it's not what I would call a, an ideal theatre for the for the league? Well, I think probably part of it is just trying to spread the love around Australia. You know, they go to Perth sometimes. I think it's been played in Melbourne before. But I don't, yeah, I don't agree with that. And also didn't like the, the dark blue New South Wales jerseys. No, it's awful. Whoever thought that was, a, even though they were, they were talking about NRL 360 and all the old players were going, nah. Sky blue should be sky blue. But it should be nice and simple. Keep it easy, you know. But it's a they turn it into a marketing exercise for Westpac, uh, and <laughs> you know pretty much what it was. And yeah, so I mean, clever by Westpac. Actually, speak, you know, speaking of things that really annoy us, there's mm. certain logos that just do not suit the front okay, of sporting hang on. jerseys. Hang on, get my list. Hang on, hang on. All right, all right. What's that, Benny? What goes? Yeah, certain <laughs> logos. Yeah, well, I if you if you look like the Waratahs home jersey this year. Mm. Me, I know. I can't. I can't remember the sponsors. I think it's like NRI. I don't know what it stands for. Be an insurance it, company. But it's too big and it's too overpowering. I just mm. don't like it. Okay, there you go. So we're talking sponsors, logos on shirts. Uh, too too big. Too. Yeah, it just it just it just ruins the jersey. Okay, ruins the jersey. Okay. And I think like the whole dark blue New South Wales thing that just ruined it. For oh, me. that was dumb. I mean, you know, they already struggle with the whole battle of um, not having the same amount of heart as Queensland. You know, there's no ticker, there's no history, you know, and then they, they go and wear that dark blue shirt. Do you know the way I describe State of Origin? Yeah. Is, and I think the, this, the game on last Wednesday summed it up very well. Mm. Queensland is your real working class, your real hard buggers, mm. you guys that like to grind it out. Grind. Your New South Wales are your real show ponies, pretty the show offs, the yeah. pretty boys, and it really showed. And I thought, I thought Wednesday's performance. If you wanted to sum up yeah. the difference between the two states, you just say, "Go watch State of Origin last week," and then they'll be like, "Oh, I get it." <laughs> that is a very good analogy, Benny. A very good analogy indeed. Because you're right. You watch those two teams, and everyone said it. New South Wales on paper should win, but the game. Well, they should have won not- last year too, but they didn't. They didn't. And I think yeah. that probably does come a bit down to some selections, and it looks like that uh, Brad Fittler's hand in a must-win slash career-saving game will have to be made. So it'll be very interesting to see what road they go down. It will be very interesting to see what road. Maybe when we talk to Stephen Gallagher from Sports Freak, he might have some thoughts on that, some th- some thoughts on that too, Benny. Uh, Benny, I've also got to ask you, um, look, what is happening with tennis at the moment? Because you know that's a great question. Because you know the French Open's on, but I'm not. I, 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 yeah, I tuned in <laughs> for maybe ten minutes and I tuned out again. I don't know who is playing. I mean, I'm assuming Djokovic is there somewhere. 
I saw Michael Venus playing mixed doubles. That was last night. Well, isn't that just what's going to happen, though, with this whole change in the guard? Because we know Federer is retired. Yeah, it is. Nadal is no longer there. The other guys are always on the cusp, like your Stan Vavrinkas, and there yeah. was the Japanese guy, uh, Andy Murray. Uh, I, I, there was, a, I think, Kyle Anderson, the South African guy. Oh, I didn't guy. even know. Nah. Um, Marana Silic, you know, all these guys. I guess some of them have kind of dropped off, and we've now got lots of the young guys like yeah, Alcaraz. You've got Casper uh, Rudd, I think, is the Norwegian. Yeah. Um, and you got some American guys as well, no doubt, too. Uh, but yeah, I just don't think that it's just because they're just not those household names that we're accustomed to seeing. It's probably what it is. It is. It's exactly what it is. I mean, whoever wins this French Open this year, maybe Alcaraz, he's the or, or Djokovic. It's probably going to have an asterisk beside it because Nadal's not there. You know, but okay, but how long can you keep having the asterisks there though? Well, because only for one more year because he's going to retire next year. I don't think you can really have it though because that's just where it is. So I guess that so you I, wouldn't have an asterisk this year. Well, no, because I think if you're using I that analogy, an you must go back and look at some of the majors that Federer's missed out on that he didn't play in, and, and some of his injury ravaged years. And mm. you're saying, okay, so you should have an asterisk next to that because well, he's I, been... I, th- I only think you can apply the asterisk to Roland Garros with the clay with Nadal because he's the king. He's King Clay. So if he's there this year, he wins, doesn't he? Or does he not? Well, You're I, saying he wouldn't win this year. Can can you say can you say that again? So with, when it comes to Roland Garros, the clay, Nadal is the king of clay. He's won the last half. Oh, bang. <laughs> you and the bloody buttons. Yeah. Well, I thought you were, so, I, I thought you were like no pun intended no, because you're going with the whole king yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was going with the whole king. But you know, it's not like um, Federer, maybe Wimbledon, I suppose. But no, I would put... Okay, let's ask the audience. Double eight, double three. Are you putting an asterisk by whoever's name wins this uh, okay, French so Open? Did it, was it, was it mm. last year Djokovic missed the Aussie Open? Yeah. So would you have an asterisk next to that then? Because he's been dominant at Aussie. He has won it a, quite a few times, but... Isn't uh, that his most dominant one, though? Yeah, seven or eight times, isn't it? So is, should you have an asterisk next to it? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, okay. I'm going by my own rule. I'd put an asterisk by that as well. Interesting. Yeah, there I would. Not so much Wimbledon's harder. Mm-mm. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after that with uh, Stephen Gallagher from Sports Freak. 16 minutes past eight here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you here tonight up until 10 o'clock. Producer Big Ben Francis is on the buttons. Time now to talk all things league. If you've got any league questions you want asked, please text us in double eight, double three. And we have on the line Stephen Gallagher from sportsfreak.co.nz. Stephen, good evening to you, my friend. Oh, good evening, Dean. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Look, it's a King's birthday Monday. It didn't roll off the tongue as quickly as it is now, but I've said it a few times, so it's starting to sound a bit better. All you have to think of, mate, it's just another Monarch Monday. That's all you need to know. Oh, that's just another Monarch Monday. There's a parody. Oh, you, uh, Stephen, yeah, it's a standing Opel. Great start. Great start, mate. Um, okay, let's get into the league, my friend. Um, of course, uh, on the weekend, we'll start with the homegrown, of course, the Warriors. They really showed up against the Dolphins, 30 points to eight. Um, I'm not saying a defining win, but really was a good victory over a similar place team. 
Well, uh, especially after last week um, against the Broncos, who were you know missing a lot of Origin stars. The mm. Warriors were full strength and they couldn't get the job done. Um, that obviously lit a rocket under them. I'm sure Andrew Webster had a lot of uh, choice words for them this week to sort of get them back to Mount Smart and, and, and working hard. And um, yeah, they they never looked um, in doubt. Um, they worked really, really hard in that first, first half. They really wore... Uh, the Dolphins down, and that sort of showed as they sort of um, put the put the foot on the on the throttle at the end of the second half, and just really blew away. And that that scoreline is a, a fair um, reflection of how that game turned out too. Yeah, it's, I certainly was. Look, there are a number of standout performances. Of course, let's start with the obvious, Sean Johnson. What has happened to him this season that he's suddenly looking like the old Sean Johnson? Oh, I think it's a combination of things. I think um, a new coach is obviously a really, really good thing for him, and obviously he's got a little bit of chemistry with uh, when Andrew Webster was with the club um, previously as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, good experience in key positions. Um, the Fords are doing their job, which yep. means it's not all on Sean Johnson to do a Hail Mary fifth tackle, run the <laughs> length of the field and do three uh, chip kicks to, you know, over defenders to score and win. But um, he just needs to be doing what he needs to be doing and that's because everyone else is able to do their jobs too. We've um, got a really good platform up front, the Warriors this year. Um, Adam Fanua-Blake's um, one of the best props in the game at the mm. moment. Um, obviously having Mitch Barnett back last week helped as well, and um, the likes of uh, Neil Kore and Harris um, being more consistent this year and getting on the field a little bit more also helps him as well. So everything's really working out for Sean Johnson. I just think he looks a little bit more relaxed. I think um, Webster might have had a word with him in the off-season, just said, look, you, you control what you need to control, mm. and and, um, and that's all you need to do, you know. Don't do too much. And I think he's been guilty in the past of doing too much. Um, and we've seen that, you know, when, when we've been frustrated watching Sean Johnson not do everything, but also trying to do everything at the same time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He's playing like, he's certainly playing like he was previously. But other players in that side, as you mentioned, the front rowers, you know, Adam Fanua, Blake, uh, Mitch Barnett, been awesome. But at the back as well, Chance Nickel-Klockstadt and uh, Dylan Wittini Zalesniak have been fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoy what um, Chance brings to this Warriors squad. I think he's he's very much the fullback they need. Um, you, you know, if you if you put someone there like Tedesco or you put a Dylan Edwards or a Caelan Ponga there, I think you don't get uh, as good of a, a, a backline as you do with someone like Chance, who just really fits that mould of that Warriors mm. gameplay. And seeing Dylan Martini Zelezniak just really flourish on the wing, um, I think he, he sort of knows his role in the team, and he's sort of got you know he's. The elder statesman, really, he's been around for a long time. He's captained the Kiwis in the past as well. So he's just ticking his boxes and making sure he's doing what he needs to do too. And, you know, that, that intercept on the weekend, I don't know, if he tried to do that another 99 <laughs> times, I think he would have dropped it. So it was a one-off and it was fantastic to see too. Oh, it surely was. And then on the flip side, you look at the Dolphins and it, it, it looked to me like, you know, Cody Nicarima certainly had some extra spark in his game too. Yeah, the last two performances he's been um, at fullback uh, under Wayne Bennett at the Redcliffe Dolphins have been pretty sensational. He's, he was definitely, um, you know, the one trying to do everything for mm. for the Dolphins on the weekend. He was trying to get everything going, and there's a couple of times there where he was almost close to making a line break or, or getting away with something, or mm. you know, the play would break down. But he was looking fantastic, and I think you know, having that added element of being back in New Zealand playing some footy as well for him, despite being part of the Redcliffe Dolphins, um, yeah, it's great to see him playing well too. And also, what effect does it have with the NRL, with the huge crowds the Warriors are getting at these games too? It's fantastic. Yeah, well, I think that's about the third or fourth sellout they've had this year at Mount Smart, and mm. one of those was that treacherous condition on Sunday um, against the, the, the Roosters about oh, six yeah. weeks ago. Gosh. So 
testament to the Warriors fans for turning up at uh, Mount Smart Stadium and getting there and getting in droves as well. And I think when you're a player and you, you sort of hear the rumble of the fans as you're running out and, the, and everything like that, and, you know, with obviously there's been um, some uh, calls in the media around uh, the referees and so a bit of a hometown advantage really helps when the, when the Warriors are under the pump and the fans are screaming down the house as well. Absolutely. But, but that also brings to mind, we've been talking about tonight as well, you know, they took that home game to uh, Napier. Why do they do this? Is it because they're the New Zealand Warriors or... Was it for the cyclone relief, or was there a genuine reason for it? Or because to me, they should just play all their games at Mount Smart. Yeah, I agree with you. They should play all their their games at Mount Smart Stadium. But I think that would also um, be a good reflection if they change their name back to the Auckland Warriors as well. Amen. I think um, they're just doing their do. They're, they're doing their due, due, due diligence by calling themselves New Zealand Warriors and playing a couple of games elsewhere. So, you know, being being in the um, at, in the Cacton in round one was pretty cool to see as well, even though there's only about 18,000 fans there. But, um, look, I think they play their best footy when they're at Mount Smart Stadium, and I think they should just be, be there playing all their games there, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. I don't know why they're called New Zealand Warriors. should be Auckland Warriors or Penrose Warriors or something. It shouldn't be the New Zealand Warriors. I completely agree with you on that one too, uh, Stephen, look, plenty of other games in the NRL over the weekend too. We'll start at the beginning, the West Tigers versus the Raiders. The Raiders got home. It was a close one. And to be fair, they literally just got home. Yeah, well, I'd, um, I was almost ready to turn, turn the tally off until the sin bin happened, and then it was 18-all, then it was 19-18, and I'm thinking, geez, they've just done the most remarkable Houdini act here, the Tigers, but um, unfortunately a penalty against Isaiah Papali'i with uh, only a couple of minutes to go meant that the, the Raiders snuck home, and I think um, that's testament to both sides, because the Raiders have been playing fantastic recently, and the Tigers, despite not getting the win, are still playing really good football at the moment as well. Yeah, they don't look like uh, the wooden spooners at the moment, the way they're going, do they? No, not at all, and I think um, it is disappointing. I'm sure um, Ben's happy in, in the background hearing that my dragons are sitting at the bottom of uh, the barrel as well. So <laughs> tough, tough for them, but um, yeah, that was a really good game of footy on, on this kickoff this weekend. Yeah, well, look, you mentioned your dragons, so let's go there. Look, this game was a hell of a lot closer than what everyone thought. Panthers 26, Dragons 18. What could have been, Stephen? Yeah, yeah, obviously it's disappointing. You know, I said when we kicked a penalty after three minutes, I said we just got to defend the lead here, you know, mm. park the bus as they would in football terms. Yeah, but yeah. Um, obviously that's not going to happen with uh, 76 minutes of football left to go. But um, <laughs> well, they played really well. Um, obviously they've, they've been like that for the last eight, you know, six weeks. They've been playing really, really good games that we just haven't got that sort of spark to get over the line and win those games. And when you play a team like Penrith, you need everything to go your way. And the Dragons just let them down in a couple of executions um, last night and again another another close loss I think um, when, when you have so many close losses I think you'd rather lose by 40 than you know lose by <laughs> five with you know five to go as well it's pretty tough to swallow and I'm sure you know they're just as frustrated knowing that they are training the house down they're tra- training really well the players are fit their players are ready but they're just not being able to get those results and sitting at the bottom of the table obviously shows too with um, you know the coach being sacked a couple of weeks ago yeah absolutely and look you mentioned teams losing by you know 40 50 points not not too long ago the Cowboys got hugely spanked and then yesterday they turn up the storm 45 20 
I know, and you think that's the first time in almost 20 years that the Storm have had 40 points put against them, and that's Far sort of out. a pretty remarkable feat within itself, mm. especially when you consider that, you know, as you said, it wasn't that long ago that the Tigers put 60 on the on the Cowboys, yeah. and no one really knows what's going on with them this year. They've been up and down more than a yo-yo, so I think <laughs> it's been pretty hard for them to, to get any traction, but like I don't think anybody would have predicted that scoreline um, on the weekend, and it was pretty impressive to watch just the Cowboys really get everything together, and I think the Storm just... Uh, you know, yeah, they only had to be a fraction off and, and they just couldn't put anything together and they were just struggling. They scored some really good individual tries, but it looked like they were really struggling as a team to play together. Yeah, the good news about those results is is, is guaranteed Belly X going to go off on one and it's great footage when he does that. Oh, yeah, I think, you know, you'd, you'd pay, um, you know, for a subscription to watch those games just to see a, a, a Bellamy box, you know, just have him on the corner of the screen just blurting, the, um, uh, you know, Every time they drop the ball, every time they conceded a try, yeah. I think you know that that's a that's a pretty good marketing idea if, you, if I do say so myself. It's well, well worth it. Look, another team that's been in big trouble lately is the 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 much hyped Roosters. They got there against the Bulldogs, twenty five twenty four, but boy, it was an ugly win. Yeah, it was an ugly win, and um, you know they're being played up in the Central Coast. Probably didn't help their chances, but um, they played really well in the first half in patches. And even though they sort of had to come from behind after the Bulldogs pulled away from a pretty early start, mm. and um, that was a pretty fair reflection of how that game went. I think they did deserve to win. Um, you know, it's it's tough on the Bulldogs, who have much like the the Dragons have had a couple of really close losses this year, but they're a really good side. I don't think they'll take um, um, anything awful away from that game. You know, one point um, was a difference, and that was a fair reflection of that result. But I think the Roosters are just a little bit more desperate. They needed it a bit more, and you know, if they want to play final footy this year, they need to get those games and, and win those close ones, and just you know, find a little bit of um, steel in their in their DNA. And find out what they're really about. Absolutely, James Tedesco gets a hat trick. Um, did he? Did he silence the critics? Was he's been under a bit of bit of pressure lately? Oh, look, there's no critics. I mean, he's the Australian captain. He's a New South Wales captain. He's mm. a, a brilliant player. And when your team's not playing to its best of its ability, of course, you're going to cop some heat. But um, like, he's fantastic. I think even in his quiet games, he's better than 60% of the NRL. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm a Tedesco fan. And I think, you know, him scoring a hat trick was just another day at the office for him. Yeah, look, I, I completely agree. I think he's, yeah, he's a wonderful player. And yeah, everyone has their off moments. But what is that, that saying? Um, form is temporary, class is permanent. Um, Sharks versus Broncos. This did not help my tipping competition at all, Stephen. Uh, Broncos winning 20 to 12 in that one. Yeah, they uh, look, I thought there was um, uh, the Sharks were really in a good position to win that game, and they had about uh, five minutes before half time where they conceded a couple of tries, and they never really were able to peel it back. And uh, I think they were one of those teams that, you know, they, they tried really hard, but they just couldn't get things going. Um, that Broncos side, obviously, uh, coming back from, from Napier with their baby Broncos with a win would have just boosted their confidence within the squad as well. And a few of their Origin boys coming back from a win on Wednesday as well would have helped them out. Um, so they would have been happy. They look really good. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty tough game. Um, I think uh, it could have been a little bit closer. I think there's a couple of times where the Sharks were very, very close to scoring and couldn't, but um, yeah, fair reflection on the scoreline there, and I think um, this Broncos side are really showing you know, that they are a, a top four, top two contender this season. Well, look, another top four, top top two side, the Rabbitohs, uh, got home against the Titans in another high-scoring game, 46-28. Rabbitohs, are they... Are they are they favourites for this this competition? Oh, I think so. I um, obviously without 
um, a couple of uh, players through to, through to injury as well. Latrell Mitchell missing um, didn't really help their their cause, but uh, they show that they can get the job done with you know with or without these players turning up. Obviously, mm. Campbell Graham was there as well. Alex Johnson scored another hat trick, and he's closing in on the Ken Irvine's record of Amazing. top try scorer. So. I think this um, Rus Rabbit side are just phenomenal to watch. I think the last year and the year before, they've always been like a left-hand side, dominant side on attack, yes. but now they've been able to sort of work the right-hand side a little bit more. They've shown that they've got more um, uh, weapons in the duffel bag. Um, they're very scary to watch when they get a roll on. Their forwards are doing a great job, and I think, yeah, they, they definitely deserve to have their favourites tag for the minor premiership right now. Absolutely. Uh, we've just got a text in as well here. Um, uh, Stephen, it's from Doug. He says, uh, hi, Dean. Hi, Ben. Awesome show. League talk. I think New South Wales will go to Brizzy and lose origin because Billy Slater, the coach, is a different generation from Freddie, the coach, and league has moved on when it comes uh, to origin. Best league in the world. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think um, those comments are fair. Obviously, um, Billy Slater was a very uh, integral part of that Queensland uh, eight-in-a-row series victories. Um They've got also, you know, Cameron Smith and, and Jonathan Thurston as part of that coaching squad as well. Um, I, look, sometimes I think, um, you know, and I'm a Blues fan, I think sometimes Freddie tries to outthink the room a little bit too much, yeah. tries to be a little bit too cutesy with some of the selections. And I think when you when you watch that Queensland side on, on Wednesday, although they didn't play at their very best, they still got the job done, and I think that's what makes Queensland such a good side to watch. Um, it pains me to say that as, as well, but I think you know it's going to be a tough ask to um, for the Blues to go up to Suncorp Stadium and get that win. But um, I'd like the the Blues to level the series because I've got tickets to Origin three, so um, I want to see. A, I don't want to see a dead rubber. So <laughs> you, did I've you, got a little bit of personal interest in game two. You just say you've got tickets to Origin three, Stephen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. boy. Okay. Well, look, oh. mate. Let me ask you this then: the, there's going to be a forced change in that Blues side. Nathan Cleary has done his hammy. He's going to be out. You know what hammies are like? At least three to four weeks. He won't be in the next one. Mm. Nico Hines comes straight in. I I definitely agree. I think um, he's you know the the Delhi medalist for a reason. I think he's one of the the brightest talents we've got. You know he's come out and shown that he can sort of play in those big games. Uh, and there's been a little bit of talk about how um, should be Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker because you know Adam Reynolds is playing at Suncorp Stadium every second week or pretty much every week now that he plays for the Broncos and they don't play any away games. Um, but uh, you know he wouldn't have any any worries um, getting a side around and playing up there. And I think, you know, that's a very valid point. He's got the experience. You know, he didn't have um, a very successful uh, campaign in Origin when he was wearing the Sky Blue jersey. But, um, like, I think Nico Hines next man up. He's sort of been in and around there. He's just frothing at the bit to get out there. And I think if he, he leads that team, um, I think he'll be, he'll be able to do a good job. Obviously, he's no Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary's, um, to me, he's probably the best footballer in the world at the moment. Mm. But um, Nico Hines isn't that far off in that seven jersey. Boy, that's a good call about Adam Reynolds, though. You are right, and he is playing spectacularly well at the moment. He's he's a form player. He knows Suncorp inside out. Do you think he might be brought into the squad as well, maybe like, you know, 18th man, 14th, something like that? Yeah, I think there's a possibility. I think, um, you know, like I sort of, you know, like we sort of saying, how he's been playing at Suncorp the last 18 months, he knows it inside out. Mm. Um, he's been getting better. His kicking game's fantastic, and if he can sort of kick, kick to death those Queenslanders and turn them around and, and force some errors and force a bit of pressure, I think it's going to only be good for him. But um, 
look, I'd be happy whether it's going to be him or Hines. I think they're both good enough to take that reign. But um, all the talk's been about Hines over the last, you know, 12 months and where he should be there. And I think he's exactly where he needs to be right now. And I think um, cometh the man, cometh the hour. So what what better pressure to come up in a, in a game two? Um, Freddie's never lost a game two. So, they, you know, oh, the right? stats are on New South Wales side. So it should be a goodie. Wow. Any, would you make any other changes? I know they were looking at the fours as well to be the Pangai Jr. Uh, would you keep the, them all the same? Oh, I think um, if uh, Jake Trevojevic is fit, he'd be coming in for uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. Mm. Uh, I just think they need a little bit more um, solid foundation um, up front, and obviously he can play um, 10 or 13 as well, so it sort of helps the sort of mobility of that blue side. Um, if if we're not going to be able to have uh, Tom Trevojevic in the centres due to that um, stand down, he won't be able to play again before Origin 2. I'll be making sure that Campbell Graham gets a run either at uh, centre or on the wing, so... He's um he's got to be the next man up for me as well in that in that instance. Another good call. Yeah, he's been playing the house down Campbell Graham for the Rabbitohs. He's been fantastic. Yeah, and I think um, obviously he's been uh, around that sternum injury. He's been needled up every every other week <laughs> to play. But if I think he's ready to roll, then just bloody unleash him because he's been fantastic. Yeah, they love their needles in the NRL. Look, and also surely for game two, they they ditch that shirt. They go back to the sky blue shirt. Surely. Yeah, I think it's going to be sky blue for now. And I think I read something uh, a couple of days ago that they've confirmed they'll wear the sky blue for every single game in 2024 as well. So I think that dark blue experiment's gone. I know it worked for them in Perth a few years ago where they racked up about 40-odd points. But, um, look, I'm a fan of it. I think it looks nice. But, um, look, they're traditionally sky blue, and that's the colour they should be wearing. Yeah, damn straight. Hey, Stephen, uh, before you go, I'll, I'll give you one prediction for this weekend. We've got the Raiders taking on the Warriors over there. Which way do you see it? going oh look I'm a massive Jared Croker fan you know and he's playing his 300th game Freddie obviously rested him this weekend yeah. um, to make sure that he was playing his 300th game at home which is a pretty uh, phenomenal feat for some guy who looked like he wasn't even going to get there after uh, stalling and playing a lot of New South Wales Cup over mm. the last 12 months I think um, these two teams are very similar um, very uh Nuggety, um, they can you know rely on their halves to get the job done, but the Fords are really really niggly. I think um, the Raiders have probably got a little bit more niggle in them, so it depends if the Warriors can uh, get sucked into that or not. But if they can play their own footy, I don't see why the Warriors can go over there and uh, for golden golden point win. Sean Johnson field goal, you reckon? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm thinking Croker 300 outweighs the Sean Johnson golden point winner. <laughs> I think it's going to be the game of the round anyway. I yeah. think it's going to be really, really good watching. I think it's going to be a cracker. Hey, uh, Stephen, as always, mate, it's been a great pleasure talking with you and have a have a great week. Awesome, mate. Thank you very much. Enjoy the footy. Yeah, you too. There you go. Stephen Gallagher from sportsfreak.co.nz. If you want to find out more, uh, go to that site. Have a look, sportsfreak.co.nz. We'll take a quick break after that. More of your thoughts and calls and anything to do with the league. 19 minutes to 9 o'clock here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you here tonight on King's Birthday Monday up until 10 o'clock. Uh, producer Big Ben Francis is on the buttons. We just spoke with Stephen Gallagher from sportsfreak.co.nz about all things league. Uh, if you've got any thoughts on that, please give us a call 0800 150 811, 0800 150 811 or text 8833. But Ben Francis, you're pointing, you're making noises, you're jumping up and down. What's happening? <laughs> That's a bit excessive, mate. But I've I've stumbled across a story, and it is rugby league related, and I thought we we could put this out there. Okay, okay. 
Have you heard of the St. You know St. James Park where Newcastle play? Yes. Have you heard of the St. James Park slope? No. So apparently there's one end of the stadium that has a slight slope on it. On the on the field? On the field. Very, oh. very small. I think it's like a couple of degrees. Okay. But there's a little tiny slope at the end. Right. Over the weekend, oh, uh, they've had they had the Super League Magic Ground there, which, of course, that start, that's, that's been in the Super League for about 15 years. There's talk it could be the last one, and that's what prompted the NRL Magic Ground. That's where all the teams play oh. at the one stadium. That's right. Great idea. Fantastic for that city. Yeah, fantastic. However, uh-huh. I think this will have to end up being part oh, no. of one of the greatest sporting excuses of all time here. Okay, this is good. So Huddersfield coach Ian Watson, right, in a quote, pretty much said, I'll say the full quote shortly, pretty much said the slope at St. James's Park contributed to his side's hammering by the Saints. The slope did. The slope. What did they did they score all their tries? At, se- at, se- uh, second half, we lost the momentum too quickly and too easily around the ruck, and the Saints are too um, are too of a team to lose the momentum, especially when you're playing on a slope like this. To be fair, so I thought they were just more outstanding, and we were not near good enough. Oh wow, jeez! So he's using the slope. Yeah, as the reason. So for if, if you look the, at there's there's wow. videos online and okay. you, you can you know, there, I'm not there, there's definitely a slope, okay? All right. But I think to lay the blame on the slope, which mm. is pretty much at the corner, one corner of the field. Yeah, I think that's uh, taken it a that's bit. Ta- was was it a close game, Benny, or was it a, a high scorer? Did he did they get smashed? Uh, I think they got smashed, but actually I think it's quite interesting because. Uh, I think the league. I think there's. They lost forty eight six. Okay. So okay. it was. It was. It was not one sided, but in the Super League, it's quite interesting. So pretty much all the bottom teams mm. currently in the Super League are from Yorkshire, oh. which is predominantly rugby league hardcore. Hardcore. Yorkshire. Yeah. All the, the rest of the teams that are above are pretty much from everywhere else. So your Greater Manchester's, uh, your Wiggins, your Catalan Dragons, Warrington. Ooh. Okay. Oh, geez. Did any other teams complain about the slope during the no. No, just Magic just, Round? <laughs> just this one team. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> Look, it's an excuse. It's a pretty poor one, I think, Benny, especially if no, if, if other coaches had jumped on with them in support, might have carried some weight. No support at all. But that's a new one for me, blaming the slope blaming on the, the field. Slope. I've never heard. I mean, Carlo Park used to have a slope at the end as well. Back I, in and, the day. I, and I think if you've watched like rugby league games in the UK, they're like because they're generally played on football fields, the end goals are very, very short. They're definitely shorter over there, right? And, eh? and there are some. That that uh, probably I don't know maybe two meters yeah and then there is like a big drop yeah not when I say big drop of course I don't mean like you're gonna fall into a, like a, a a hole but mm. there is definitely like it definitely does go downward but the slope at Newcastle is actually uh, yeah like I said it's only a couple of de- um, degrees so it's not that noticeable but. That, that, absolutely hilarious that is hilarious because it, I suppose he has got a bit of a point because in the UK, in the England you're right in the Premier League in the football fields they are the field itself is kind of raised and they do slightly edge off a bit I think it's for drainage reasons basically so the surface is fine so but to blame the slope is 
Mm. All time. That's it's all time. Yeah. Well, maybe it's best excuses for a loss. I think that if if any listeners have got any best excuses for a loss, please let us know. Double eight double three or oh eight hundred one five oh eleven. But that's a classic. That's a classic, Benny. So well done to that that league man, Ian Ma- Watson. Ian Watson. Well done. Well done to you, Ian. Well done to you. Uh, also, if you've um, if you've got any other thoughts about the league, because we mentioned that too. What Stephen was saying, Benny, you love your league. He was talking, and I didn't think about it, Adam Reynolds coming in instead of uh, Cleary, to replace Cleary. You mean Nico Hines? Well, yeah, okay, so, yeah, instead of Nico Hines, yeah, as a possibility, uh, given his knowledge of the ground, the stadium, etc., and his current form, of course. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think it. I think with the series on the line, and I think as we touched on, prior to the first break, the fact that Freddie Fittler is essentially playing for his, his, oh, yeah, absolutely. his future as New South Wales coach. Definitely. I definitely wouldn't rule it out. Okay. Well but we... in saying that, though, mm. if I, I, I don't think you carry Nico Hines. I think if you have Nico Hines on the team, he either starts or he's not in there altogether. I think having him on the bench is just a waste. Yeah, because he only got how long, he didn't get much in the first game, and yeah. I think he, I think he played in the centres when he came yeah, on too. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. Yeah, that's right. Played yeah out of position. But I think you have like a Matt Burton kind of player in there instead. I, d- I don't think you have uh, Nico Hines. It's going to be very role. very interesting, Benny. We got one more break to take. We'll take a break now. We'll be back after that. Eight minutes to nine o'clock here on SENZ. A little bit of the Bee Gees there. You love your Bee Gees, don't you, Benny? Who doesn't? I like some BGs. Yeah, that's true. Not all of them. Uh, <laughs> no, I was, I, was, I, was, I was meaning the songs. Ah, oh. uh, but I, I'm a big fan of uh, staying alive. Yeah. But uh, a big reason for that is because of the darts. The darts. The darts. But, but is it a dart song? So yeah, one of the guys, Steve Beaton, known as the Bronzed Adonis. Yeah. Okay. The um, Bronze Adonis. The Bronzed. The Bronzed Adonis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he uses that song. And I know this sounds weird, but if I looked like the Bronze Adonis when right. I'm in my mid fifties, I'd be very, very happy. Oh, really? Is he is he quite pumped? Is I, he, I, yeah. Google He's, him. Google him. Yeah, the Bronze Adonis. Steve Beaton. Steve Beaton. B e a t o n. Correct. Steve Beaton. Crikey, he is in good shape. Is he, is he a good darts player, Benny? Uh he. Currently has the record. I think he's up to thirty-two years. So he's taken the, the record for the most consecutive world championship appearances. Wow! With thirty-two, we had him on um, on the Dart Show last year. I think it was, or was it this year? He was. Like, he's been on our Dart has Show. He, anyway. Has he got close? Has he got to like semi-final? He won it in the nineties, I think. And he won this, it. And there's this great image of him. He's sitting in like a bathtub, and he's got his mullet with the with the mo. Few ladies by him. Of course. What, was it the seventies? Did you say? No, then you went in the nineties. Nineties, yeah, nineties. That's fine. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Times have changed. Well done, Steve Beaton. Good on you, boy. Benny, we've got a text in here. Not sure. Um, hi guys. Any listeners out there ever been to a function where Colin Meads or Brian Lahore expressed their opinion about that break dancing? Uh, talking about Scott Robertson. Yeah, break dancing coach Scott Robertson. The one who's taken over the ABs, yeah. So, if anyone does, does anyone know if they've been to a function with Colin Meads or Brian Lahore, um, express their opinion about? I I don't know, Benny. Do you? Not, not that I know of. No. No. Look, we wish we could help you there, listener, but we, me and Benny, we don't know. Um, 
But one of the listeners, one of you guys out there, if you do know, please let us know. Keep your texts coming in, double eight double three, And of course, your uh, calls, 0800 150 811 if you want to discuss anything. We've been talking the league tonight. We've been talking the uh, the rugby as well. Now we've got the, uh, coming up after nine o'clock, we've got Teo Palazzieri talking all things A-League football, all things Premier League football, just all things football. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good he's knowledge of f- football, man. Knowledge. And is he, who's he work with? Benny, who's his... I think his, he's all over the shop. He's, he's, done, he's done work for SEN in Australia. He's done work for Channel 10. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, he gets about... He, he commentates Matilda's games. He's commentated games on our station. So. Oh, great. So I can ask him about the Women's World Cup as well then, eh? Yeah. All right, sounds good. So that's after uh, 9 o'clock. And then we go up to 10, Benny, and that's it? That's correct, then buddy. Done and dusted. What's after 10? Is it, do you go to the uh, the live feed? That is a fantastic question, I shouldn't Dean. have asked, shouldn't I? Uh, no, I do not have the answer off the top of my head. Okay, well, I, I, I think it I might actually, it might hmm. be First Serve, which is our tennis show with uh, Brett Phillips. Ah, okay, that's timely because, as we mentioned before, the French Open, which you didn't even know was on, is on. Because it's yes. just fair enough because we all, we've all lost interest in tennis a lot. I know I have. Not really. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, la, la. Uh, we'll be back. Nine o'clock here on SCNZ. Dean Butler with you here up until 10 o'clock tonight. Producer Big Ben Francis is on the button. A little bit of Tom Jones uh, to kick us off. Just go with a quick text here. This is from Doug. Hi, guys. Attila the Hun was my best wrestler, especially with his signature move, Breath of Fire. Wow. We would have a mount of fuel and spray it on his opponents. Awesome entertainment. That's from Doug. Doug, I completely agree. That is fantastic. Keep your wrestlers coming in. Double eight, uh, double three. But it's now time uh, to talk all things uh, football, A-League in particular. We have our Aussie football correspondent, Teo Palazzetti, on the line. Teo, good evening to you, mate. Great to join you. Yeah, look, Teo, let's get straight into it, mate. This A-League final on the weekend... No one saw this one coming. Melbourne City previously, you know, they won it by 11 points. They looked for all money like they're going to win the title, win it again. Central Coast Mariners had a different story, 6-1. What happened? Uh, What happened? Well, I think Melbourne City had largely been cruising on the back of the massive points differential they had from top to the rest after Patrick Kisnorbo left to go to France, and his replacement, Rado Vidicic, made some tweaks, was probably a more likeable and relaxed presence mm. in the Melbourne City dressing room, and that lack of a killer instinct perhaps was on show in the grand final, where in a game where Melbourne City were really pressing for an equaliser at 2-1 down, yeah. and quite close to bringing the game level, the Central Coast Mariners, with a, a, maybe a fortunate penalty decision, were able to blow them away, and, and Melbourne City did not have the resilience to dig deep and come back. Yeah, it, it was such, I mean, uh, yeah, one one nil early, okay, one all, okay, here we go, Melbourne are back. But then a, a half hour where there's like five goals, Jason Cummings, you know, gets, gets the hat trick and he's leaving the club soon. So what a way to go out. Yeah, sensational for him. I wouldn't be shocked if he's back in the A-League reasonably soon, okay. to be honest. I think that the key for Jason Cummings is the environment at the Central Coast. And I think we've got the cautionary tale in the not-too-distant past of Ross McCormack, who came out to Australia when his career was floundering. Another Scotsman, hugely talented, former international. Mm. But as soon as he left Melbourne City and left the A-League, his professional career was pretty much over within a year. Now, Jason Cummings, different player, different person, but I wouldn't be shocked if after his time in India, where he grabs his money, 
he'll come back to the A-League and, and be a hero to many here again. <laughs> I think you might be right too. Hey, also, of course, uh, back here in NZ, we're real happy that Central Coast won because we've got a couple of Kiwis in there, Storm Roo and James McGarry, and they both both had good games. Uh, how different has James McGarry looked under Nick Montgomery? I mean, oh. <laughs> it's proof that the right manager and the right environment can have a transformative effect on a player. So. I mean, he was always... He was always zoomy and quick and kind of dangerous. And, and even at Newcastle, he'd been able to show a little bit of what he was capable of. But he has looked like a totally different player at the Central Coast Mariners. And I think it's, it's evidence that there are some talents that are not worth giving up on in this league. Yeah, and that's interesting for us because obviously he played for the Phoenix for quite a while too. And so, you know, we, we look at that and go, OK, what, what, why is he working there? But he, he was in and out here, didn't really cement the spot. That's why... He, that's why we look at it, and I'm guessing it's just like you said, it's the coach. Yeah, and I also think that McGarry's great strengths are all attacking and not necessarily completely focused on his defending. Yes. And I think the Mariners' centre-back pairing of Brian Kaltak and Nectar Triantis was able to cover and give him the freedom and ability to get forward, and it's why Agreed. his goal scoring has taken off. He's just been a far more aggressive wing-back and has had a good enough defence to cover for him. I, I, mean, I always thought he had flashes and good moments when he was at the Phoenix. I did a lot of their games for the 10 Network the season before last, even mm. when the results weren't going particularly well. He was often a player who came off having caught the eye. So it's not a surprise that there were clubs here in Australia willing to give him uh, another chance and a foreign spot used on him. And to be honest, this could propel him into Europe from here. And the Central Coast Mariners are unashamedly a selling club oh. that will look to catch in on him as soon as someone's interested. And who knows, maybe the work of uh, Libby Kakache over in Europe means yes. that Kiwi wingbacks will be uh, in demand <laughs> into the future. Yeah, yeah. well, that's right. I was just going to say Libby Kakaji was fantastic in you know, his career. That, that, that's the Phoenix motto as well. If they're good enough to go, you let them go. You know, go expand your future and, and go overseas. And one of the, to me, one of the great stories of this um, win for the Central Coast Mariners, and you said his name just before, Brian Keltak. You know, he's from, you know, Vanuatu. I don't even know how many players they have in Vanuatu, but what a fantastic story. Yeah, and not just that, it's his season arc. I mean, he, he certainly was impressive with some of his play, but he was also getting so many cards and had been yeah. sent off twice in the first half of the season. And it, it was a case of, is he up to the speed? Is he actually uh, maybe uh, able to concentrate for long enough and not let himself down? And he just became a colossus as mm. the season went on. And I think it's, it's great for not just Vanuatu, but all Pacific Island teams. You know, Roy Krishna has done great things for Fiji in this yes. A-League. Obviously, in the old NSL, there was Henry Ferrodo, who oh, was yes. from the Solomon Islands. But it does seem as though the, the great Pacific Islands players are so few and far between that something like an opportunity to open doors and to open minds is going to just make a huge difference as to how the scouts work and also the players who might put themselves... Uh, in a position where they can go and trial and fight for that professional deal. And tell us how, I mean, obviously this was a, a, a shock result for Melbourne. How are they? How did they take it? Do you, have you managed to speak to any of the players or the manager, the coach? What For them, what went wrong in this game? Man, when Melbourne City lose, everything locks down, man. No one wants to talk. So, <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting situation where they've given Rado Vidasic this contract extension mid-season. Mm. He's their guy. But I'm, I think it's going to be really hard for them to come back at the start of preseason next campaign because when you lose three grand finals out of four, 
all you end up being judged on is the destination and not the journey. Yep. And it doesn't really matter how the journey looks over the course of the year and the football you play, because all anyone is going to grade you on is did you get over the hump and win the grand final? And in a sense, the pressure that creates as a club and on the players can be far from ideal. So they're going to need some the right mindset amongst their playing group for that to work next season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But what a, yeah, what a great finish to the season. And other um, football news as well. Uh, Teo, breaking when well, I was breaking news, but obviously one of Aussie's best coaches, Ange Postacoglu, uh, is looking like going to become the new manager of Spurs. Have you heard any more about this? Uh, it's a done deal. It's going to be a three-year contract. Wow. So some, of the, some of the reporting has said two years with an option. Others have said three years. My mail, and it is good mail, is that it's three years. It wow. could be announced soon as tonight. As an Arsenal fan, at least I know now how all the Rangers fans felt when he went to Celtic. Um, but I, it, it's the most time I've ever spent on Spurs social media hitting refresh. Um, I, can, I can tell you that much. From, from an Australian point of view, it is, I think, perhaps the greatest coaching story mm. that Australia has ever had. Yep. I think you know, as much as we lionise our NRL heroes and figures in the AFL, to do this on an international stage, oh. I think it's the greatest coaching achievement the country has ever produced. Uh-oh. And I think it's going to be transformative for the Premier League here in Australia, but also the game in Australia. I wouldn't be surprised if Tottenham's global footprint explodes off the back of having an, an entire nation of yep. 25 million people and all of our sports media apparatus yep. following every move in detail. Oh, look, that is a fantastic point. You're absolutely right. It's like when anyone from either Aussie or New Zealand, say New Zealand, for example, when Stephen Adams plays for a team in the basketball, we all support them. All of a sudden, we're those fans. you know. And same in the Premier League. If someone makes it from Aussie or New Zealand, there's a huge following. But Ange Postacoglu, we're not talking about, this is a this is a top six team. This is one of the big six. You know, it's a massive club. Do you know within the Spurs environment, how they, the fans, how would they take it? Do they look at it, oh, who was this guy? Or do they go, well, he's done really well at Celtic. How will they take it? I think there'll be a huge divide between fans who attend games and the online presence. Because the online presence is obviously saying, we could have had you know Julian Nagelsmann comparing him to uh, Antonio Conte and mm. Jose Mourinho. But I think the fans that actually go to the games will be delighted yeah. with how... He embodies a club. Yep. They'll see his all his team talks to the Socceroos and a lot of the behind-the-scenes footage from his time as coach of Australia is starting to do the rounds on, on Spurs' Twitter account. Oh. And it's it's really showing how he manages people. And he Ange Postacoglu and everyone who's played for him has quite unashamedly said he doesn't get close to the players. He has an aura about him in that he engages with players when he needs to, but there's mm. famous accounts of him. You know, he'd be the worst person to sit to uh, next to on a team bus because <laughs> he just doesn't talk to you. So he has that, he has that uh, I wouldn't say aloofness, but he has that separation yep. that makes him the ultimate professional. And I do think that while it will be a new level of ego and dressing room and sort of the Spurs players on their gigantic wages will mm. be a new challenge, I do think he's got it in him to go in there and whip that club into shape if they give him enough time to yeah. let his style be. 
Yeah, it's interesting because we know from this side how well he did in Aussie, how well he did in the J-League, how well he did with Australia, how well he's done with Celtic. So he's obviously a coach. It doesn't matter who the squad is. He can turn them into a winning outfit and bring in players. Like I know with Celtic, a lot of the fans there were a bit shocked. He brought in some Asian players. It's like, well, who are these guys? They turned out to be fan favourites at the end of the year. How does how do the Celtic fans, are they happy that he's, they wish him the best, or did they try to keep him, or was it too big an offer to refuse? I think they're a little bit heartbroken that he's going because he's got Celtic into such a great position to finally compete in Europe again. We mm. saw them go out of the Champions League group stage this season, albeit taking it up to you know Real Madrid. Yes. Um, Shakhtar Netsk obviously got the better of them, and that's the reason they didn't even uh, finish third and get into the Europa League. Mm. But I, I do feel as though... Those six games in the Champions League were the evidence that Ange Postacoglu has of what he is capable of at the highest level. And he did it with his Scottish Premier League level Celtic team. I think the Celtic team he leaves behind, they're going to need to get their next manager right to stand any chance of getting out of a Champions League group. But I'm sure that they will have their sights set on at least finishing third and going on some sort of a run in the Europa League. But it's going to be tough for them because, as we know, Scottish Premier League uh, mm. wages and transfer fees aren't overly competitive with the rest of European football. And with with Ange, you know, he's a, a very loyal man. Do you think there'll be any players he might take from that Celtic team or even look down under to maybe bring through? Honestly, I don't think he will. I actually think it's a situation where initially he will come in and inherit what he's got and try to work with what he's got. Uh, obviously, the future of Harry Kane is going to be key. Will Spurs cash in on him this summer? If they do, he could have anywhere up to a hundred, a hundred million pounds to one hundred and twenty million pounds to go and identify his own talent. Mm. But if Harry Kane stays. The real concern is: will he run down his contract and leave on a free transfer at the end of next season, or could Spurs do the unthinkable and find a way for him to sign on to a contract extension? And that might be Andrew's greatest achievement in his first six months, if he could pull that off. Yeah, I mean, that is that is the big question with Spurs, with Harry Kane. I mean, me, I'm a football fan, you're a football fan. You know, he's a great player, great striker, but, you know, I, I do want him to win something. And for me, it's a bit like when Robin Van Persie, you know, left Arsenal to go to United, he wanted to win something. And maybe Harry Kane has to do that too. I mean, Alan Shearer won the Premier League with Blackburn, but he never won anything at Newcastle United after he went there mm. for that British record. But I think the, the difference might be in mentality for Spurs. Are they only tunnel vision on getting back into the top four and qualifying for the Champions League at the expense of the domestic cups? Or will Ange, who has proven himself to be a cup winner, mm. uh, be given a bit of license to actually play his full-strength team in the domestic cups, not take any risks? And if, if that means he wins a League Cup or even an FA Cup, Will that be enough purely because he's broken Spurs trophy drought, which obviously stretches back about fifteen years now? Yeah, yeah. I think I think any Spurs fan, look, I'm, I'm a Chelsea fan, so you know, I can, we've been a shambles this year. I would have been happy for Ange to have come to join us as well. Uh, but yeah, any any trophy, any silverware, I think the Spurs fans will go absolutely burko for it. Well, you'd hope so, and I, I do think that as soon as uh, I'm fascinated to hear his first press conference and where he sets that level of expectation because he's always been so good with the Scottish media, mm. obviously an incredible fishbowl 
So if anything, it's, it's sort of prepared him for what he might be facing with the London press and the English press who will be scrutinising his every word. But what I want to know is, where does he set the bar for what he wants to achieve with Spurs in his first season? If he's coming in in a situation where he doesn't have to finish top four at all costs and he can be given an entire first campaign just to embed his style and start to identify the transfer targets he wants, I can't see it being anything other than a success. However, if Spurs rush him and they say it's top four or bust, that's where I think the heat really applies. Yeah, I agree. They've got to think a bit long-term, that's for sure. Hey, also, before I let you go, uh, Teo, and thank you for your time this evening. Of course, on the horizon, not far away, is the Women's World Cup, both here in New Zealand and Australia. And let's be fair, the Matildas, they're a definite chance for this thing. Look, at, at this stage, uh, I would say Australia's on the, the tougher side of the draw, mainly because Germany... France and England are in their half. Mm. I have absolutely no doubt the United States will be waiting in the final from their half of the draw. Mm. But Australia's still got some pretty tough hurdles to clear. They've got this uh, friendly against France pre-tournament coming up. I think that'll be a great indicator of where Australia's potential quarter or even semi-final opponent might be at before the tournament starts. But for me, Germany is the one hurdle I'm not sure Australia can clear. I've got no doubt they can beat Canada. I've got no doubt they can beat England, mm. but Germany is the one I'm worried about. Wow, because that English team are pretty good too, uh, Teo. They, you know, they're the, the European ch- they're champions, aren't they? They are, but they've also had injuries to key players, and oh. I do think that they are wavering uh, in terms of the uh, the level of belief and confidence they have without some of those big names like Leah Williamson and Beth Mead, who okay. won't be playing World Cup. And for the Women's World Cup in Aussie, is it spread out all over Aussie, or is it mainly just Sydney, Melbourne type of thing? No, no, there's games in Perth. There's a group in Adelaide. Wow. Australia's three games are in Sydney, then Brisbane, then Melbourne. And uh, if they continue to win, uh, they'll largely be playing in Sydney thereafter. So I, I think that Australia's in a good position to go on a run in this tournament. I think that there is certainty to get out of their group. Mm. It is just a question of when they run into the Germans or if someone can knock Germany out for them. Oh, boy. The Germans at Cup Finals, eh? It's, it's never easy. Hey, Theo, hey, thank you so much for your time tonight, mate. Much appreciated. And, uh, yeah, we'll be watching the Ange Postacoglu very closely. Thank you for your time. A pleasure. Thank you. There you go. Teo Palazzetti um, with his uh, thoughts, football commentator from Australia. Boy, oh boy, he really knows his stuff, especially with the A-League. Very interesting. And Ange Postacoglu, you mentioned it before we came on tonight, Benny. You said, hey, that's looking like some news for Ange. And we had a look. It wasn't confirmed, but there you go. It's confirmed. Spurs have a new coach, Ange Postacoglu. Very curious to see how this one plays out. Oh, As I say, man. I think the Harry Kane stuff is probably going to be the most interesting whether he's going to have him or whether he's going to have to work with a guy like Richarlison and yeah See, Lucas Moore is still there <laughs> uh, I think he was going I think it was his last game I think he's leaving but there's a few others I mean they were a shambles they were like Chelsea they were like us at the end of the season they were shambles you know um, they rely on Kane so heavily defensively they were, they were fragile that Son Hyun Ming yeah he's alright he was playing well but there's too much reliance on those two. Last week, Watto and I, we did our Premier League season awards. Oh, yes. And we had a moment of the season. And for me, it was a tie between Ronaldo and Piers Morgan oh. and Ant- Antonio Conte's rant before he Oh, yeah, that was a left. great rant. Yeah, I go with, yeah, Conte was a fantastic rant. Although there were so many moments like that, even Klopp, 
Klopp going Burko on the sideline, then pulling his hamstring. That was a classic too. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I quite, I liked, I liked though Ronaldo Morgan though. That was, that was a good one. <laughs> there you go, folks. Hey, if you're a Spurs fans, how do you feel about that double eight, a uh, double three? Benny, we better take a break, and we'll be back after this. 24 past nine here on SENZ. Bit of freestyle there. I love that. That's a great song, that, Benny. It's a great song. King of the 90s, surely. Yeah, king of the 90s. Absolutely. 0800 if you want to have your uh, thoughts on anything sporting related. Oh, you can give us a text, double eight, uh, double three. We were talking with Teo Palazzetti there. Uh, about all things football, the A League, uh, the Matildas of the Women's World Cup. Benny, are you getting? Are you starting to feel the? Are you starting to get for the Women's World Cup in New Zealand? What's the? What's the? What's the meter reading on there? Well, bit, I think 50, I think 60%? It, I think it's probably going to be one of the biggest sporting events the country's ever held. I agree. Uh, I'm definitely looking a lot more uh, looking more forward to it compared to when we had the Rugby World Cup last year. But I think that's just because I think women's football is a lot more established. Yeah, it's good. Around the, around the world and Definitely. just seeing some of the names that are coming here and I, th- I, I think it's going to be really exciting. We've got the American team here and they bring like 20,000 fans with them. It's going to be unbelievable huge. I just hope the New Zealand team can, um, I hope it lifts them for this tournament and they gel together because they haven't really been gelling that well uh, in their last few games. We especially hope so. Uh, you know, because New Zealand does have some really good players. Absolutely. Not that just play here, but ones that have been playing in other countries around the world. Yep. And you really hope that something like this could be a stepping stone for others, is give, just give them a bit of a platform to step up and maybe reach their next goal and hopefully rejuvenate the Phoenix women's side a little bit too. Yeah, it does. It puts them on the, it does. It, the world stage is looking at them. And if any of the girls can have a great game or game or two, yeah, who knows what could happen. But you, you just, you, I, I, yeah. It, but I even looked at some like the like the under twenties tournaments in the past, yep. and I know this is the men's, but you look at what kind of platform that has set for some of our guys. You're like a guy like Sarpreet Singh, for example, who got the opportunity signed with Absolutely. Bayern Munich. It didn't hasn't really gone to plan. I know he's had a lot of injury struggles and all that, mm. and but just getting this opportunity, and I think with it being a home tournament as well, I think it it just that extra more to play for. Um, and then we look at like Australia as well, and you look at Sam Kerr. Oh, amazing. Fantastic in what she's doing for Chelsea and winning awards left, right, and centre. Just an absolute superstar. And yeah, I just, I, I'm definitely looking forward to this tournament. I think it's going to, there's going to be a lot um, of interest in it, especially when we kind of get a lot more. I know it's really close now. I think it's less than 50 yeah, days. It's 50 but days, isn't it? July, when's the exact kickoff date? July 19th? Mid July or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not far. It's not far, so it's going to be fantastic. If you're going to that, let us know. If you've um, any particular team you think you're going to stand out and go the uh, go the ladies, come on, come on. Um, 0800-150-811 is the number. Call twenty six past nine here, Benny. We were talking about the um, the league before as well, and the Warriors. I mentioned it to uh, Stephen Gallagher as well from uh, sportsfreak.co.nz. The Warriors, your beloved Warriors, Ben. They're taking on the Raiders. This weekend on Friday night, um, Benny, it's it, it's it's Croker's three hundredth game. How do you think it's going to play out? What do you what's your gut feeling say? Oh, mm. now now the Warriors and the Raiders have had some absolute crackers at GIO Stadium in the last few years. Yes, uh, the Sean Johnson field goal was very interesting because there was the game. I think it was twenty eighteen. He kicked two back to back. That's right. 
But we still lost though, didn't we? No, we won it. Did we? So, yeah, so he kicked the two field goals in the last two minutes, which won them the game. Yeah, that was crazy. Tr- trust me, Dean, we won that game. No, I believe I, you. I, I, won, I won a bet in that game. Did you? Won a bet. What, what did you bet? How much? Uh, it wasn't, you... wasn't money. It was with the, with the notorious oh. Raiders fan. And the loser had to wear the other team's jersey for the day. Oh! So I was I was upset, thinking, "Oh, I've got to got to wear a Raiders jersey." Oh, I was not no. looking forward to it. It's going to be the worst day of my life. And no. Sean Johnson stepped up and kicked those two field goals, and I've never jumped up jumped up for joy more than oh, more in my life. That's a sweet win. And and because of how smug I am, I still bring it up. Of course you do. You dine on you dine out on that for as long as you can, <laughs> young man. It's been posted to social media many times. Can I ask, with the shirts, would, did you did your mate have to wear your shirt? So you would have had to wear his shirt. Yeah, I believe so. I don't know if his shirt would have fitted me though. But this be is the question, Benny, because you you're a big guy. It would have been very funny if he if he's smaller than you and he had to, you had to put that shirt on. I'm trying to see. I, I'm pretty sure I bring it every time it's this guy's birthday. I post it. Damn straight. Um, so it's definitely had its its fair share. Yeah, so we had the shirt and the scarf on, which was <laughs> which was uh, really cool. But there was also the game. I th- I can't remember what year it was, but the the Warriors were down. It was like it was before. It was their record come from behind uh, win for at, at the time. I think they were down like twenty four. They were down 24-0, I think, or 24-6, and came back and won at like 32-30 or something. It was very similar to the Sharks oh. game earlier this year, but okay. I, can't, I can't remember what year it was. It might have been 2020. I want to say 2021, but I don't think that's right. Let's just say the pandemic year is somewhere in there. Yeah, but they, they, look, they've, there's, those two teams have had some absolute crackers. And mm. even, even when we go back 10 years, uh, there was a game where I think Sean Johnson scored – I think he scored like 24 points in a game against them at, that's at Canberra. A good, that's a good day. So, yeah, look, I, I'm really looking forward to it. But it is hard because even though, of course, I want the Warriors to win, of course. I am a – I really like Jared Croker. And the fact he's managed to get to game 300. Great comeback. I, I think yeah. it's fantastic considering, you know, as you should have done a couple of years ago. He's a fantastic player. The Raiders are flying high at the moment. Yeah, they're doing all right. Part of me does think that that will be enough to lift the Raiders, but I think what I saw from the Warriors just gone, I think that was probably their most complete performance. I know it took a while to get there, but mm. I thought that they looked they were getting there, and I think maybe if they get a Dylan Walker back. Uh, oh yes, because he wasn't playing, was he? He was out. Yeah, but he was he was wearing a moon boot after the game, so I don't know. Oh. Uh, so, because after the game, of course, the players walk around and sign some autographs and that. And he was in a moon boot walking around with his kids. But I don't know if that's just precautionary. But I think if they get a guy like him back, that will make a massive difference. But I would like to think the Warriors get up. And if they do win that, that kind of game, then you do think, yeah, surely, you know, that they will be a, a threat and that will be a sign that they're building nicely. Because you've got to go back to round one where the Warriors actually had a full complement of players to choose from. They so in round one? Round they, one. So oh, what geez. happened was they they named the team in round one. <laughs> yeah. Round two, they named the exact same team, and they were so happy. They're like, this is the first time in about four years we've actually been able to name the same team. Yeah. And then the team that played wasn't that team, and they haven't had it since. So, <laughs> I mean, they've got they've got lots of their their big boys, their top guys back, but they're still missing a couple, so. Wow. And now, Benny, you do go to uh, the, the Warriors home games, as does your sister, do you sit by your sister? Because your sister comes up on TV a few times. Yes. 
Okay. I, I don't sit right next to her, okay. but I because I, we go with my partner. Okay. And uh, we're, we're always in there. But I think there was a couple of shots after the game where we were kind of seen together. All right, fair enough. Okay, keep your calls coming in, folks. 0800 150 You can, of course, text double eight double three. Oh, we've got we've got him on the line. Graham, good evening. Oh, good day, Dino. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you, pal? Yeah, good to talk to you. You know, it's um, always good to hear you on here. Oh, thank you, yeah. mate. Yeah, well, you know, going back to the old radio RS days, yeah, radio sport. Absolutely. Yeah, well yeah. SENZ is the new radio sport, let's be honest. I know, well of course it is. Mm. No, I know that. Yeah. yeah, no. I'm not trying to promote something that's not, not existing anymore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is always good to hear it is a, it is a new radio sport, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and it's great this this station's doing really great. It is. I mean, that, it, it, I'm just saying Yep. Yep. No, I just uh, enjoyed your interview with Justin Marshall before, actually, and I wholeheartedly agree with Justin. You know, I know Justin well. It was great. He got that induction into the, you know... The How good, eh? That was forward. good. But, oh, no, thoroughly deserved. And I agree wholeheartedly with what he said about um, this John R. Foa situation. You know, I know oh. people, this April 1st... I mean, really, seriously. It's I, ridiculous. Pe- people, I mean, they, I've, you know, because... You know, a lot of stuff's been said about the Crusaders, about us being privileged and how many All Blacks, but the, the rugby players, you know, you're shuffling the decks around. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it's like the jigsaw puzzle and you if players that are available, then if you got a, you know, it's not like someone's playing for Auckland or Canterbury no. and, the and and flying them down. In that situation, yeah. you know, it's the old, the old story. You know, I just think he, what he, he just, Justin just summed it up very, very well. And, yeah. You know, I just find it preposterous that John Afar was not allowed to continue. I agree. Into the playoff situation. I yeah. agree with you, Graham, because, you know, he's, they, it's not, you know, they're like Justin said, it was a desperate move. They had to get someone. He came over, you know, he, he, he did, he played the game. He's 39, you know, it's, Probably his last chance to play a final series, let's be honest, in Super Rugby. Um, and, yeah, I think he should have been allowed to, to play on for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hadn't heard about, you know, um, yeah, I've got a pretty good memory, as you know. I've got, yes, you uh, do. Look, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I can't remember. But obviously, this has been in place for a long time, but, mm. yeah, I just found that. Um, but, yeah, then on, on to the, you know, playoff situation. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, I mean. Yeah, there are a lot of, lot of um, you know, a lot of scenarios. You know, yeah. But I agree with also Justin what he said. I, I the, the Fiji and Drew, are, you know, they beat us fair and square and, you know, about three months ago in Fiji. And yes. That, and that will sting the Crusaders, um, just like the Reds beating the Chiefs in New Plymouth, I think. Um, so that will spur them. I think both those teams will not, you know, I mean, you can't see that. You know, unequivocally, mm. but yeah, I just see that situation just not evolving. But you know, I, I respect Fiji Drew. It's great to see them in the. Um, oh, absolutely. Not not just to making up the numbers either. I mean, no. you know, they beat they beat us and they beat the Hurricanes and and you know that 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 is that is fantastic for the competition, isn't it? Oh, it's it's fantastic. It is, and it's like Justin said as well. Um, over there in Fiji, they, they're you know they've had a real great track record over there. Outside of Fiji, bring them over here. I'm sure they'll. And even talking to Peter Alatini before, like he said, as long as they give go out blazing, because they've got nothing to lose in this game. It could be a very entertaining game, Graham. Oh no, I think it's going to be. I think it's a great game because mm. people, you know, new, you know, and Christchurch people, believe it or not. Uh, I mean, me, I always love the derbies too. But you know, yes. like the Crusaders, Hurricanes, like Justin, 
as a fan, him as an ex-player, yeah. I wanted us to beat the Hurricanes like anything on earth. Not because we was we was horrified in the second, but because mm. they are, you know, like a an enemy. Not the enemy in yeah, a bad way, I know. but they. No, but in British football, you can talk, in Aussie League, they talk yeah. like that. But over here, we're going to sort of always water it down. But no, they are. <laughs> They're a bitter rival, I'll put it that way. I like but, it. But, you know, um, with the Drua, you know, this, the, 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 there, is a, there is a genuine, you know, they're going to turn up, you know, and I think they they got guys there that, you know, these guys are great rugby players, and we know that all the Fijian players, mm. and, you know, in in, in Throughout our franchises, you know, yes. have done so much, and even before that, provincial rugby. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, no. I think that's, um, you know, I think it's a great, a great thing, and you know, I think there's a, a narrative, as Watto um, would say, <laughs> you know, and truly, and a true narrative, um, you know, and the fact that they're there and then they're going to, they had beaten us earlier in the season, mm. so it's going to that, that puts that puts some, you know, puts a bit of a lot on it, you know, it's, it's do or die too, it's not... Oh yeah, that's yeah. right, no second chances. Loses, it doesn't matter who loses, they've gone for the gone for the season. That's, you know? that's the thing, Graham. we're now into the knockout stage and to be fair, the table is irrelevant now, you know. It is. All it gives you is a home ground advantage, which is great, but in terms of how the game will go, who knows... Who knows? But um, the Crusaders side, we were talking about it with Justin before as well. Good to see um, some of the players coming back. Like we mentioned, Will Jordan, obviously not up to full speed yet, but good to see him back. Oh, it is. Yeah, no, and it, you know, did did, did right. You know, I've heard people, some people online that criticise Will Jordan um, has been out for a hell of a long time, mm. about September or whatever it was long last time. year. But you know, but he showed a lot of, um, you know skill and, you know, ability, you, I think he showed, you know, more than glimpses, actually. I think yeah. he showed a lot of... And he got back and saved to try, you know, in the game on Saturday night against, yes. the, against the Canes in Wellington. You know, so, you know, not many players do that, and he did it against the uh, Blues here, too, and Bowden <laughs> Barrett was That's steaming right. through. Um, you know, it was a, you know, a reasonably... Well, it wasn't close, but it was, a, you know, a tough game, too. So... Yeah, no, he's getting there, and you got Fergus Burke backing him up. But, mm. you know, we got players, you know, Lester Fakanuka, I agree. Oh. I agree with Justin, too, on that. I, it is a shame that he's taken that decision, you know, well, we haven't, no, it isn't, you know... Uh, it's Yeah, we still don't know, do we? It's still... No, we don't know, but mm. you know, I hope, it's a shame that he's going overseas, I'll put it that way. Well, like Justin said, because he's still so young, he's only 23. 23. I spo- yeah, I, I suppose the bonus, the benefit of that is he can't, you know, if he does two years away or three years away, he'll still be young enough when he comes oh, back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, um, not going to, you know, just going at 35 and then, you know, um, like many players have, and I, I don't begrudge him that either because I think it's great that but, but, players have these opportunities. But, but it is, yeah, it is a shame, I think, in terms of the for him, because I think he could, he could make it make a mark, as Justin said, mm. in an all black jersey. But let alone the Crusaders. I agree, you know? but but you know, do you think this highlights maybe what is what could be a trend now of like of other younger players who might think, oh, I'm kind of there, oh, but well, I'm I think, not. I think that's already already happened. Mm. Yeah, it's not a mass exodus, but it's um it's premature. It's not the world the World Cup cycle is to talk about. But yeah, that that's always, right. Guys like Kieran Reid, you know, mm. who great players retire and before that McCaw, 15, and then yeah. Reid, 2019. But they've come, you know, great players, but they've come to their natural end. And then, yes. 
but this is a this is before that. Yeah. Yeah. It's before you know you sort of yeah. But anyway, that's that that that's the world we live in, and it's ever changing. It's yeah. truly. And let me ask you this, Graham, as well. And we mentioned the uh, Hall of Fame thing that um, Justin was that a, was that open to the public as well? Did you go to that, or was it just oh, no, in house? I, I actually, um, yeah. Well, I, I'm a life member. I'm oh, not a life member, but I'm a member of this. So, uh, you know, Crusaders membership. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> I was a bit on the ticket count, but um, yeah, so I, I didn't actually end up going, but I was invited to go, but yeah, it cost a bit, oh. you know, to be, I, hope, I hate talking about things like this all year, but yeah. Okay. Uh, it was a bit, but yeah, no, um, yeah, Justin said to me last Sunday, week ago with Mark, well, what, I have to get there next year, because... Um, Absolutely. Yeah, no, because uh, I know all those guys, and um, especially him and Mertz, Mm. Who um, hopefully will be next year. And um, Todd Blackadder, I was t- caught up with a couple of weeks ago. He was over and from Japan, you know, and I was talked to him, and you know, mm. I was so pleased. I mean, obviously Wayne Smith, we know that, but oh, I, just, yeah. he, I haven't seen Wayne around. But Todd was that. Um, yeah, you know, I caught up with him a couple of times, mm. and yeah, no, I'd love to have been there. I was <laughs> extremely uh, envious. Oh, yeah, it's, but, it's yeah. a great idea, Graham. Though, isn't it? It's a great idea. Oh, it is. No, no, it is. And I'm and not being arrogant, but mm. with the amount of titles we've won, with a Hall of Fame is entirely inappropriate. Well, I mean the blue and blue and, and, and all the teams. Yeah, know? for sure. Because I mean those teams that you know the Highlanders and Hurricanes have won. You know, and I've often, but you know, Christian Cullen, people like that with the Hurricanes, Tanaruma, yeah. Manonu. Yeah. They, you know, and you know the Crusaders. It's always so many names and mm. so many players, but. But but you know, they, these teams need to be you know acknowledged, and you know those players need to be, you know, given that you know I think it's a great thing you know. Same. But um, but I'll hopefully be there next year. You but, will, um, you will, Graham. You will. You definitely. No, no, will. no. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've spoken to a few people. Don't worry. <laughs> I think the wheels are in motion. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Todd Blackadder and Marshall or two, and you know Mertz. Hopefully next year, you know, they're three of my favourite players, and you know, obviously Wayne Smith. You know, it's oh. great to see him get a knighthood. Yeah. Whether you like knighthoods or not, he there's one rugby coach, ex-player, that deserves it. It's Wayne Smith. You yeah, know? absolutely, absolutely. He's been fantastic as as He's a play, universally coach. loved. Mm, yeah, he is. Yeah, he has many um, teams would take him. Oh, I know. Well, he's been to many teams, mm. you know, and he's always made a difference. You yeah. know, he always he always mentions that. Um, you know, yeah, uh, you know, fifty percent of what he's got wrong, but you know, that's life. You know, absolutely. <laughs> but he, but he's made it. But he's a, yeah, he's a great guy, Wayne. And um, yeah, I was just so pleased for him. Yeah. Um, that 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 because I think people were sort of the drums were beating for him. Oh yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah, and naturally, and um, yeah. Well, no, it's great talking to you, Dean. You I better too, let you get on with you. Yeah, actually, anyway. I, was, I was going to give you the wind up. Actually, Graham, I'm getting the I'm getting, oh, no, 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 I'm getting no, the no, signal. Let me rattle on. I'm getting the yeah. signal from Ben. So, uh, oh, yeah. no, Ben Francis is ruthless. <laughs> he is ruthless. Yeah. He's brutal. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> He's like an assassin. Get, hey, <laughs> get rid of get rid of this guy on here. No, no, he's a good man. I talk to him off and off. He, he is, is a so good I don't man. Mean that. He is a good man. Yeah. Hey, great chatting with you, Graham. You have a good night. And hey, look, let's have some fun with these games this weekend, eh? Oh, I know it'll be. It's a big, a big week, and it'll be. And as Justin Marshall said, mm. we need it. You know, in the last couple of weeks, we least do. Provided that too, we sure do. Yep. Okay, mate. All yeah, right, Graham. One. You too, brother. See you, Graham. There you go, Graham from uh, Christchurch, uh, talking about the uh, Super Rugby and and bagging Ben at the same time. Well done, Graham. That's a bit of a skill. Um, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back after this.